Welcome to the Drive Home Breakdown. We have an especially special edition. Uh, that's probably like a double negative instead of or something like that. Anyway, we have a special edition for you today. A uh, long-awaited and much-requested episode. Yes, we have done a running commentary on Iron Man 3. Yes, uh, it's, we, we've put it off for a while, especially... Recently, uh, Brent had a uh, had a trip to the to the hospital. Thank goodness everything uh, went okay. Uh, although I do just want to point out uh, this happened almost immediately after he watched Iron Man three again in preparation for this episode. So uh, don't don't watch this movie lightly. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, definitely make sure uh, we waited to do the recording until uh, until his immune system was built back up. Just you know, just in case, just to be prepared. Uh, got him an extra tetanus shot, what you know, to be ready for the movie. Uh, anyway, I think I think you'll enjoy this. You know, this is um, it's kind of interesting. You know, we talked about when we watched uh, X Men how both of us had sort of differing opinions on the movie, not not having seen it in many years, either of us uh, going back and watching it, um, both positive and negative. I think uh, you know we we both sort of. Uh, moved a little bit more towards uh, the center uh, on that movie. And to be honest, this movie felt uh, much the same way, maybe even more so, in that uh, our our feelings towards it uh, definitely have, have been tweaked uh, with a little bit of time having passed since the last time, or the, well, the first and last time, only time we saw it. But uh, anyway, I, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We definitely go into a lot of detail on the the things that we were not happy with this film, and, and a few of the things that we actually did like uh, about it as well. So uh, hopefully it should be fun for you. And uh, so without further ado, the running commentary for Iron Man 3. Okay, guys, well, here we are. We've been threatening to do it basically from the beginning of the show. Yeah. yeah. And we're finally, we're finally here. We're finally, going to, uh, we're finally going to talk about Iron Man 3. For better or for worse... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's it'll it'll be interesting. I, I think um, I think I told you that this felt a little in the vein of how X Men treated us right. to, to me, at least. Like how I kind of I will admit having come away from it feeling differently than I felt when we first saw it when I, when I first saw it, or how, how I sort of remembered it. Right. Not 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 necessarily all good or bad. You know, some some things. Just different. both ways, but just I did feel uh, feel good different about it. But anyway, it'll it'll be it'll be it'll be fun. I'll be honest with you. I well, actually, yes, I think it'll be interesting to see how I agree. How we feel about it. And I'm really I know that we're both very anxious to talk about it. So yeah. uh, that should be that should hopefully make for for good commentary. Hopefully so. Yeah. So we are currently at uh, the zero 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 mark, and we're going to do one two three go. Countdown for you, so it'll be one, two, three, and then click play. And we're gonna get rolling here. So here we go. You've had two practice runs now. Here we go. <laughs> one, two, three, play. Technically, didn't you say three, two, one? I think I did that last time, but I think I did one, two, three this time. Okay. All right, All right here we go. So we start off. Um, we start off, I guess, with a lot of confusion. We don't know what's going on. We know shit's blowing up. We've got this voiceover. And uh, and really, the voiceover is the first indication that this movie is terrible. <laughs> um, there's, uh, 
there's a reason that uh, there's a reason that you don't you don't do voiceovers. You don't do voiceover in movies, uh, and it's it's generally considered to be a conceit that uh, you haven't told your story in your screenplay well enough. To, well you, enough, you, you haven't gotten the, the points across. That's that right, and so you have to uh, so you have to have somebody talking over your film in order to explain what's going on to the audience. See the theatrical release of Blade Runner as reference. Now, <laughs> that's not to say that you can't. That's not to say you can't have voiceover and have it you know and have it work. But generally. The reason that you do it is in order to control the audience's point of view or the information that they have to some effect. A good modern example of this is Fight Club, where you want to keep the audience constrained in Jack's perspective, which of course is uh, highly unreliable, uh, as you find out later in the film. And or you know, film noir, you want to you want to keep the perspective focused so that you don't find out that the femme fatale and the best friend are really double crossing the main guy. This was a cool idea here. Coming back and seeing Yinsen. Yeah, you know, he has that anecdote in the first Iron Man that mm. uh, that they met at a conference and all that, and uh, that's kind of cool. It I didn't realize this until like the second time I watched it and prep for this, but that mm. doctor that he just met—that's the guy that's going to be working on his heart at the end of the movie. Oh, I, you know, I, to be honest, I still didn't even catch that. Yeah. Okay, so uh, uh, we are uh, we are meeting uh, Eldritch Killian uh, here, played by uh, Gary. Uh, played by Guy Pierce, excuse me, who's slumming in this movie. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got You got to give him credit, though. He really uh, he commits. Son. He, he commits to this character. Well, I like for, Guy Pierce. I mean, Guy Pierce is a oh, great. Yeah, he's actor, awesome. You know? I, 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 this, this character, however, I, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> and, and even even later, when he becomes kind of the suave, debonair, you know, kind of uh, version of him later in the film, I don't know. There's just. It's, it's it's not very, I don't know, not very threatening, not very, I mean, I I guess at a certain point in the film he, of course, becomes threatening enough, but it just, I don't know, it's it sort of, um, I guess, plays a little bit to the concept they're going through in the story, which is kind of this, yeah, you know. Yeah, transformation and. Well, and also that. misdirection, I mean, just the True. whole, you know, True, keep, yeah. keeping keeping your, your sort of fears away from him and towards other people until, until you know what's really going on. Of course, uh, they did manage to work AIM. Into uh, into this, which uh, every uh, every comic fan, anybody who ever read uh, Marvel comics, Iron Man comics, probably probably uh, got that, which is uh, which is cool. And and obviously, you know, as, as we're finding out here, we're going to be this is going to be pulling a lot from uh, from Extremis, although not the good parts of Extremis. I gotta give credit. I thought it was a bold move to choose uh, to bring John Travolta in, play a character <laughs> from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Yeah, with the bolo tie. <laughs> Favreau, you know, you, you kind of, you really get the contrast of like how much weight he lost yeah. playing Happy Hogan in the first two because he's he's pretty uh, he's, he's pretty big he's here. Put it on, yeah, and not, not that I can. Yeah, I was gonna say not <laughs> not that you and I really have room to to complain, <laughs> but, but I'm just uh, saying I, I'm just observing the fact that he's bigger in this than he was in I, the first two. I will say, and, and uh, you know, I don't know. We'll, I'm sure we'll get into more and more of this as time goes on. But there's something about his character felt very. I don't know. Maybe it's because, you know, he, he got to write, you know, he, he got to direct, he got to kind of control how he came across. But I felt like his character was almost a little too silly, a little too goofy in some of the lines of dialogue that he had. That, that's pretty much the entire film. I mean, yeah, that's, that, that's yeah. pretty much a microcosm for the entire movie right there. But the, the dialogue just as a whole, you know, we were talking about the the uh, voiceovers earlier. Like, the voiceover itself, I actually think there's, there's a lot of things about this movie Honest to goodness, when I when I step back from it, I think, okay, you know what? 
elements of this movie I actually think were really good ideas. I just think the execution of them just did not work in any way, shape, or form for me. Like, to be honest, the voiceovers, I actually think this movie is a lot about Tony sort of, you know, the, the, the panic attacks, the, the inner monologue. It's like, it's like him really trying to work through that shit in his head. Mm. I, I don't necessarily mind that, like, from a, from a conceptual point of view. I actually think, okay, that kind of makes sense. Some of these ideas, like, you know, this guy that's yeah. so in control, he's having these, these, these panic attacks for no kind of, you know... No, no, Outwardly, not not much of a reason, but it's just because of everything's going on his head. But just Other the execution of the alien uh, genocide of of all life on Earth. Yeah, well, but that's and just, the, and just narrowly stopping it. But I guess what I'm saying though is the things that bring them about in this movie don't make a whole. You know well, what I mean? Like no, the, the, I, I, the, I agree. The the what was it called? Like the the thing that affects it. You know, the thing that starts it. In in you know, yeah. like the kid asks him about it, and he starts. I mean, like the, the second the kid mentions it, he's like, "What are you, what are you talking about?" Out. It starts freaking out. And it's just I don't know. It's, I agree. It's odd. As we will no doubt observe several times, every time every time this movie has a good idea, it ends up going nowhere with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would also I would also just like to point out the fact that there is nothing fucking happening here. I mean, we're yeah. we're like five minutes into the, like by this time in the first movie, he'd already gotten shot in the chest with a missile. The second movie, we, we were we were seeing Ivan Vanko building his own arc reactor and his yeah. own technology surrounding that, the Whiplash stuff, you know, and like. Like we're like we're we're five minutes in, and like we got nothing. Like you know, we, we've got this backstory, which we presume is going to come back and be important. But I, like I and I remember in the theater, like oh. being bored at this point, just like what the fuck is this movie doing? Re- like let like get going. I remember, honest to goodness, it being about thirty minutes before I'm, I, you know, you and, and like I even kind of talked and, and like you know, look, what's just something about the the pacing? It feels sort of meandering. It doesn't yeah. really, to me, it doesn't feel like they had a great idea for what to do here. You know, they just sort of were like, okay, well, we know we got to get to need, these points. That, well, so that, this is exactly right. They, they knew, like, we need to explain these bits of exposition, so let's just get it out of the way. We need to explain who Killian is. We need to set up, you know, we need to set up the, the autonomous repulsor uh, armor. And um, this is actually kind of a microcosm for the entire film right here is, you know, shit not working. Well, and, and, and you know, <clears throat> it's kind of that thing. The one, the one thing I came away from this the first time being sort of so frustrated by was the series has always been, and, and, and again, we always talk about the Marvel movies. They, yeah, they, they the have Marvel this really great balance of being like great storytelling, great characters, great acting, great humor, great you know, like like all those things. I mean, may, maybe every single one of them isn't the pinnacle of whatever it is, but it's it's all consistently good enough. That you know that they all pull together in such a great feel, and there's something about this. Everything in this movie seems to be a gag. Like yeah. everything in here is is working towards some joke or some kind of thing. I mean, honestly, the armor, the armor, which you know, theoretically, you know, you're talking about this guy who has worked on all this stuff and, and kind of should have it down to a science. <laughs> it, it basically, like the, his newest, most you know advanced armor is just is is a joke even even to the very point at the very end of the movie where you think the prodigal son has returned no no it's a gag it's played off for just a joke it's just it's just for laughs yeah i i agree i mean i don't think the film takes i don't i don't think the film uh tries to have the verisimilitude that uh, that either the first or second one did the thing is like there are moments in the film that i think 
Yeah, I mean, you absolutely, like, to be honest, I think most of the sh- films should have been lighthearted and kind of, you know, funny, I mean, to a certain degree. But there are moments in it that needed some seriousness and some weight to it, and they just never really got that. Even these sequences, which I, well, I guess we'll get into a little bit more, but what what did you think of the, the, the way the Mandarin was, was done in this film? You mean in terms of the, the reveal that he's not actually the Mandarin? Well, yeah, I guess I guess I'm, as a whole. like, How do you think his, how the, do you think that this the take right of, here, of the seriousness of this part of it this here? This right here, like like having the, the Mandarin basically be Osama bin Laden, I thought was, I thought was fucking brilliant. Like, like the idea of making the, the Mandarin this this high, highly visible terrorist, um, you know, punishing, you know, the United States, uh, for wrongs that were never done to him. But, um, yeah, you know, just, just that whole thing, uh, I, I thought was a great idea. Yeah. Like I, I was really, really down and I like Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley's a great actor who's made some fucking terrible movies. Yeah. And he'd be the first to admit it. Yeah. But, uh, Ben Kingsley's a great actor and, and I, I really, really dug, uh, and I remember, I remember, like in the theater, uh, when we saw like that part, thinking like, "Well, that okay, is kind of that's kind of that working be right kinda there." Badass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, of course, uh, they've rebranded War Machine, Iron Patriot, and there's <laughs> there's there's all kind there's all kinds of continuity issues uh, that, uh, that that arise from that that they're never going to be able to resolve uh, since uh, since Marvel doesn't have all the uh, they don't have the rights to all their film properties. Yeah. But uh, that's okay. Well. We're not gonna we're not gonna get too wrapped up in this, um, but anyway. So yeah, War Machine's now Iron Patriot and yada yada yada. Again, I'm just like I'm watching this and I'm like, what? Like somebody throw a goddamn pie? What the fuck is happening in this well, film? I, it, like even the jokiness to me Ugh. doesn't work. Like it's yeah. like like the gags. Even even in this you know <laughs> scene here where he's he's you know kind of going back and forth. It's like no, I think I think it really worked. What, what do you mean? That's great. You know, like yeah, like all all that like banter in the movie. It just. But it's just I, not I feel like it falls so flat yeah. through through the whole film. Well, compared compared especially to like like and I just went back and watched Iron Man two, um, and uh, I was watching like that Senate hearing scene with uh, with Gary with Shandling, Gary Shandling yeah. and uh, Sam Rockwell, and I mean it's it's fucking dynamite in terms of in, in terms of that whole like like that quick witted banter and just you know that that, that constant uh, that constant like improvisational tone back and forth yeah. Um, like it's just chock a block full of fun stuff, and you can feel them trying to kind of have that tone here, but not quite making it. Yeah, this this gag right here, where he tells a kid, "I loved you in Christmas Story." That was the first laugh out loud moment that has happened so far. <laughs> I, I tell you another thing. At this point in the movie, I, I always remember is how much I I just don't necessarily care for um, Don Cheadle's take on on Rhodey. Rhodey, I, I don't know yeah. what it is. Again, it just it doesn't. Something about it. Just There's just something about me. it, and and this isn't as bad as it is late in the film. Like where, I don't know. There's just something about like he's going off to to you know save the president, but you know, all this, and he's in like the, this like you know light blue polo and, and khakis. Like it's just a very, <laughs> it just it it feels. I don't know. Just something about. That's, I don't know. Just that's what he got suited up uh, for his Iron Patriot armor in. I, I guess so. I guess so. Um. So here we go. Uh, we've got this. Um, so Tony's having these panic attacks. Uh, we're setting up here that the you know he's ha- he's having anxiety issues, and uh, it's something that the film is going to like. We're gonna we're gonna come back to it throughout the film, and then uh, ultimately the resolution is going to be 
dick. Wait, hold on a second. This is the badge joke. Oh, the badge. That I think joke. is really funny. Let me. Let's not miss this. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but this is a scene that is we it's com- comedic genius enough that I feel like we should. No, I'm just kidding. It is. It's, it's just. It's just lame. It's yeah. just fucking lame. Sorry. I would, but anyway, uh, the uh, the anxiety attacks, like so many other things in this movie, we're going to we're going to tell you they're happening. We're going to show them happening, and we're going to do absolutely nothing about it. There's yeah. going to be no resolution to it whatsoever. Uh, and that's not the only that's not the only thread that this film will just leave hanging because it's too fucking lazy to and, do anything about. And it. again, I don't know how you feel about, it, but I actually think the concept is is not bad. Like it is. You, you've it's got you've great. got this character that is in on the outwardly is so in control. And you you can never throw him off kilter. Like he he is he is kind of one step ahead of you. You know. Uh, all the time. Look out! And now you've Sexy got this. Uh, He's back. <laughs> and now you've got these. You've got these panic attacks, which. I think really would freak him out more so than maybe someone else, just because he's he's not he doesn't know how to handle it. He's not yeah. used to it, you know. But it breaks his suave debonair yeah. motif. But that's the thing. I think it's totally valid, and it was one of the things that I got really excited about in the trailer because you know they've got the armor that's controlled, you know, uh, via mental command. And you think like, oh, what a great idea! Except the fact that mentally Tony Stark ain't doing so he's, well he's since right now, he yeah. went through the wormhole, saw an alien civilization trying to wipe out his race, and dropped a nuke on him. You know, like that's the kind of traumatic event that might lead to. Uh, oh God! Here's my favorite character ever. Here's my favorite. It's look, everybody. It's the bad guy who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Thank. Thank God that they didn't just pull that off the shelf. I, I will say, you remember that when we were talking about in Rio Bravo, you we were saying how like. Um, what was his name? Uh, the young guy, Ricky. Uh, Ricky Nelson. Ricky Nelson. How the director said, you know, look, if you're not really sure what to do, like touch, touch your nose or something like that. Remember that? Like his thing is chewing gum. That's exactly right. He's- In every fucking scene, he is just, he, you know, he's not chewing scenery by any means. He's chewing he's gum. He's just chewing gum. They're like, look, if, if, you don't, if you don't feel like you know what you're doing in the scene, just act like you don't give a fuck. Just act like you don't give a fuck and chew your gum really annoyingly. Oh, yeah, I, I, he, I hate his character I hate so his much. character. I don't, I, don't find, I don't find it, like, interesting in any way. Well, that's because... All, really, that's all because the bad that, guys. That's because that character has been in over 200,000 films. Yeah. The bad guy who doesn't give a fuck. Right? Yeah. We've, we've, never, we've never ever seen this before. Uh, so yeah. anyway, uh, but back to what I was saying, I love the idea that that Iron Man's new armor is controlled, you know, via mental commands, and he's having, he's having these issues. He's having nightmares. He can't sleep. He's having these panic attacks as a result of this incredible trauma this you know this this event you know where he he saw shit he didn't he saw shit the other Avengers didn't see yeah. they don't know what was on the other side of that wormhole they didn't you know they they didn't see the horror that was uh, that was waiting out there you know I'd have nightmares too and it's such a great it's it's such a a great idea to kind of explore particularly with you know this idea of you know this armor that is is uh, is not you know quite working as a result of his uh, his anxiety or whatever like it's it's a cool idea. And they go nowhere with it. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, again, like they do all they they do nothing. They they, they hit it a few times. They hit, oh yeah, he's having commandic attacks. They hit it a few times. There's no there's absolutely no resolution to it whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and it's just like I said, it's like, it's like so many things. Like every time this movie has a decent idea, they go nowhere with it. And I, I just can't I just can't understand why they were like being so deliberate. Like what why why they were so deliberately uh, trying that, yeah. to set these things up. And then conspicuously not do anything with him. We get kind of a peek at the Hall of Armor there. Yeah. 
which was which he which he obviously it. cannot call upon at any point in this movie until the very end. Yes, that's exactly right. I yeah, and, and the and and the, and the reason for that is that it was buried under all that rock. I'm like, good thing you didn't have a Hulkbuster set of armor under there that could have dug it. Out. Oh wait, oh wait a minute, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I, there, there's a lot of like logic things in this. I, I really feel like if I would argue that there's a, a very little amount of logic things in this, but <laughs> um, I but I see what issue, you're saying. Issues, but I, yeah, that's, but I mean like I things that I really I really feel like you know someone. I don't know. I just I almost wonder like who the who the person. What's the, what's the role of the person that goes through and. Like a, not like a script writer, but who's the ghost? Oh, the continuity person who like looks and says like, okay, wait a minute. That's like yeah, why would that's this like, like the onset person, the script supervisor? Yeah, yeah. It's like why why would we be doing this again? Because actually, that's that's what that they could have used. They they could have used the continuity person before they got on set. That's probably true. It's a good point. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's just that, that's there are there there are just like these logic holes that uh, and there are so many of them and they are so big. Yeah, um, and so frequent. I mean, just it's yeah. like. You know, I know a lot of people are really, you know, have. I think a lot of people kind of have a hard time understanding why we get so frustrated with movies like this and movies like Transformers and stuff like that. It's like, look, I mean, what you know, what do you kind of expect? And it's like, well, look, I mean, the thing is, the material is there. I, it's it's almost like it's the potential problem. Yeah. It's the fact that if there is, if there's no potential there, I could really give a shit what they do with it. You know, if I don't see any potential in a movie and it ends up being shitty, well, then I'm not surprised or frustrated. Right. But if it's something like you know, like Transformers, like Iron Man, you know, like well, you, you know, know, they've got potential. Well, even, or where they've with, done where they've done in this case, they've done two movies that were really great, and then they come to this. Well, and even some of the ideas within this, you know, there's there's yeah. even in Transformers, there's I'm sure a handful of things we could look at and be like, okay, that wasn't the worst decision ever, or that was okay, but just the way they did it was 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 poor. Right. And that's the thing that I get so frustrated about with this film is the potential, and and, and frankly, just the, the 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 running start they had leading up to this, and then for them to just you know, fall on the you know two yard line, get getting in there. Okay, I want to I want to say something right here because no, this bugs no, the think we need the fucking shit out of me. On. Who is this character that Gwyneth Paltrow is playing? It ain't fucking Pepper Potts, so it, it must be it must be a different character because the Pepper Potts that I know as a character who has been evolving since the first movie does not go all fluttery, watery, weak in the knees because a guy who didn't used to be hot but is hot now. Kisses her. This is this is a person who went head to head with Justin Hammer, Titan of Industry. You know, this is a person who's running fucking Stark Industries, and yet she's like a schoolgirl because Aldrich Killian, it, you know, doesn't have well, his crutches anymore. Like, will, what the fuck is that? I will give it. I don't think. I think it, it, really the way she treats it is not so much schoolgirl follow over you know head over heels in love. It's I feel like it's a little more just caught off guard, like not really understanding. Like you I think know, you're being far too kind. I, I I don't know. I didn't read it nearly that that rough. The um the giant big boobed um, the giant rabbit, big boobed rabbit. Another classic joke. I remember yes. when uh, Abbott Costello did that <laughs> back in. It's a, it's a classic, but you know the way they nailed it in this film. Make sure they're bringing really, it back. Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I really, I thought like the entire tone with her character throughout, like that scene, like leading up to, like leading up to that moment. It's just, I don't know. Like, there's something about it that seems very odd to me. It does yeah, not, it seems uncharacteristic for I don't, her. I don't love it. I will say, I don't necessarily. Ha- I'm, I don't feel as quite as strongly as you do about about. Like I, I do like I the know. fact that they worked the words "facial slit" into this film. That's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, they have they have accomplished. 
that. Um, so we're about to we're about to go downstairs here and. There, 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 well, and there's a fight that breaks out, and I'm not I'm not exactly sure why, but um, but they end up fighting, and um, this ultimately leads to you know to Tony kind of coming clean and saying, "Look, I'm I'm kind of fucked up, and you know I can't sleep, and I'm having I'm having a, I'm having a hard time here." And you know that, that, that's a that's a pretty big thing in terms of like his character. Although you know it, it makes sense. Think that she Pepper would be is the one, one. That's exactly right. But wouldn't but wouldn't Pepper's the one that he would confide in with this stuff? But wouldn't he have confided in her? Like I don't know. To, I do feel like it's a like she's the one that I think would understand. To, I mean, or at least be willing to work with him, understanding this problem he's going through. But he doesn't come to her with it. It it, it has to be found out through you know yeah. sort of. This, he he has to set up. He has to engineer a fight with her in order to, uh, yeah, in order to make this make this happen. But you know, like this is the part in the film where I was, where I was like, I was, I was beginning to buy into, uh, I was beginning to buy into that that drama a little bit. You know, he's he's coming clean. He's talking about not being able to sleep and yeah. the stuff that he's seen. I'm like, I get this. Like, I totally get this. Like, you know, this, I, I'm. I'm I'm hungry. I'm hungry to see this. Explored I want to see more, more of this. Yeah, and and to, and to you know ultimately see what the, you know what the what the resolution is, and then that, that's the thing that's so goddamn frustrating is that there that is never none. comes. Yeah, you know, you're waiting for the end of the credits, and it's like, oh, I'm sure they'll get to it here in a minute. Um, but uh, I, I really like this. I really like, I really like seeing you know uh, Tony Stark actually give a shit. I mean, because that you know that, that that's you know that's kind of his thing is that you know he he. He doesn't. He doesn't outwardly seem to take things all that seriously. Yeah, he does. But his his personality, the way he's able right. to deal with it, he, he kind of won't let off. you know that exactly. He won't, he won't let you know how affected yeah. he is by it. And and, and the reason of, you don't the reason you don't get it from him, he's not chewing gum. <laughs> if he were true. if he were chewing he gum, were chewing you'd gum, really I understand. Would. You'd really understand where the pain was coming from. That's but right. That's you know. Yeah. If only. If man, only we could go back and of gum on the set. For the movie, I'm, I guarantee you that wasn't the fucking problem. But okay, like this right here, like we had we had a tease of this in the uh, we had a tease of this in the trailer, and mm-hmm. I love this. I love yeah. the idea of the suit, you know, responding. This kind of goes back to like Forbidden Planet and stuff, you know, the idea of this of the suit responding not to his conscious mental commands but to his subconscious yeah. commands. You know, the things that he the things that he, that, that he doesn't have control over, in you know, in, in his id, monsters from the id. Uh, and so forth. Like I was just like, oh, this could be so fucking awesome. You know, like what would, you know, yeah. what, what would happen if you attach the Iron Man armor to, you know, to that subconscious part of your mind? What, you know, what what would happen? Yeah, this is the only this is the oh, only yeah. other time you're going to see it. So I hope, I hope you enjoyed it now because that that's all they did with it. <laughs> can can I just briefly point out the odd hand gestures? The smash suit gesture that automatically makes it fall apart. Yeah, I, you know, I was like, curious about that too. And like, like, I get the kind of like holding off, like you know, it's almost like a you know, like a stop command. But then he yeah. does the, the then, fucking fist together, you know, he, he does, he Hulk does like smash kind of thing. Like I'm, I'm just like, well, and this thing, like I thought, like it was some kind of thing, like it was some kind of like fail safe he built in. That like, okay, like you know, if he does this exact thing, it causes the armor to well, it causes the armor to break down. Except for the fact that the armor is going to do that like seventeen thousand more times in the film. For, and exactly, hand gestures. Not going to be involved. exactly, and he's probably made that ham gesture to, to hit someone at some point in the film, and it doesn't just disintegrate. If he ever watched the Star Trek: The Original Series, he's used that <laughs> the, hand the gesture double to fisted hit over overhead swing thing. Yeah, 
So Happy's uh, Happy's he he's on recon here. Gum chewing motherfucker. There. And oh, look, he, uh, do oh, you man. think that guy cares? That guy doesn't care. This guy. Oh, ooh. Man, he doesn't. He uh, not a fuck was you know given what? by this he, exactly. guy. Exactly. He doesn't give. I, it may be up to to two to three shits about that he does what not give. This, that he does not give. Yeah. Uh, can I just point out too? They need to build better cases. That if it falls, <laughs> and just and just literally, it's it's like a fucking what's that game where like all the little puzzle pieces pop out if you don't get it, get them oh, all in right. place. Concentration or something like that. Jesus, or not concentrate, whatever. I don't care what it is. Yeah, is he chewing gum? You think? I, oh, well, I oh, mean, come on. Is is the day end and why? <laughs> all right, so uh, so here we go. This is this is gonna. I, I mean, what this scene is really about here is basically setting up the entire motivation for Tony's character to the film. Happy's hurt, and Tony's angry, and I mean, I, that's it. I mean, that's basically... This is basically going to be the motivation for the for the rest of the film, in, in, in some capacity. Or this is at least going to be the thing that kind of sets him on the path. Sets him, yeah. Um, that's not looking so good there, buddy. Now, here's, here's one of the continuity things that... Why does Happy dodge out of the way here? Not a fuck was given, dude. He knows what's happening. Well, why does Happy? How, how does Happy yeah. have some some precognition that this guy's going to explode? You do see him. He, he is glowing for a, a good deal before that leads up. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's something something about it just doesn't pass the smell test. It's just like why would Happy know to dodge out of the way? You yeah. Know? And, 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 and why, and why is, do they need to have him do that? As opposed <laughs> to just as opposed to just having him be behind the photo kiosk or yeah. whatever. And just you know, not take the brunt of. The I, blast. I mean, let's be honest too. He's behind a photo kiosk, but it literally disintegrated well, I mean, humans. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, so photo- it would have been better if he like threw him further, like out of the blast radius. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, like something you know, logistically a little better. Of course, this is the great um, CS building up the CSI. Yes. You know, twenty twenty three eighty scene that's coming up here in the future, where where like they. Can uh, they, see they, what they he's re- pointing at, you yeah, know, from reconstruct from Tony can reconstruct the entire crime scene yeah. in his garage. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's weird the way I, I would like to find out what kind look, of gummy he has. Look, the gum survived. It has lasted through like a nuclear blast. So I mean, you know, that's yeah. like that's not. I bet the flavor is still really good too. It's not <laughs> one of those that just the flavor goes away after like five minutes. It's the flavor of unmotivated evil. That's <laughs> that's what flavor it is. But uh, I like, the I like that they got yeah I like that they got <laughs> in the slap shop in there. It's so it's so random, but I do think it actually kind of somehow works. Oh my I, god! I really I dig these these scenes here, and actually, it it because of that I I think the overall concept with what they were doing with the character in this movie is not necessarily horrible. No, but it's because it feels like sort of such a cheap payoff at the end. Like it doesn't really pay off really well. In my opinion, it that it kind of I don't know it sort of makes these scenes have going back and watch them a little because you're like eh if if this really was this guy this would be you know this would actually be kind of cool but we know it would have know. some grit to it yeah yeah I, I mean I'm <laughs> we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it I guess when we get to that scene but I, I'm still oh, we're gonna watch the whole movie I'm still mystified uh, by really by some we of the gonna... decisions here and what's interesting well I'm I'm gonna hold off and talk about it but it's interesting the way that marvel themselves is backpedaling and retconning this stuff and trying to kind of dig themselves out of uh dig themselves out of the hole they wrote they wrote themselves into in this movie um now coming up is yet another one of um 
is yet another one of the, the things that I think is a great, great idea that ultimately just doesn't really go anywhere. And that's this, this scene where, uh, where Tony goes outside and he's talking to the press and, and basically kind of declares war on Call, the band. Calls him out. And I love this idea that – and the thing is on some level it must have happened. Like we kind of saw – and you know, an inference of that it was only it was only a incident in the first Iron Man. In the second Iron Man, you know, during the Senate hearing, you know, he's talking about you know uh, having uh, ha- having you know become like you know like this walking deterrent that uh, you know has kept kept the peace in check for you know for uh, however however long eighteen months whatever it is. But the idea that Iron Man would basically personally take on terrorism uh, and, and just make it his mission to you know to, to fight the war on terror himself. That's yeah. an interesting idea, and it's uh, like I, I really, I really respond to this. I'm like, oh, this is like a fucking cool idea. Like, you know, like Tony's just like, look, you know, you and me versus your, you know, your goddamn terrorist cell. You know, let's just throw down and you know, last man standing. And um, is that Shane Black by the way? The guy, uh, uh, the guy recording him. I don't know. Let me get another look at him. I'll, I can tell you. Um, I don't think it is. But first, I thought it looked kind of like him. No, it's not. Um, I think that's a bit of a of a of a cheap like like up until that point you kind of believe it and then he's like is that what you were looking for it's kind of like well, yeah. well, okay so you're are you doing it because you're trying to like piss this guy off or is that really what you you know what you really believe I feel like that was just sort of a weird like why, I don't know why he would put that uh, why why he would put that line in it rather than just maybe grab the phone and fucking throw it right. So anyway, but uh, I, I really was enamored of that idea. I was really enamored of of, of, of that whole idea that you know, like Tony's going to take the fight to them, and uh, ultimately he doesn't really get the chance to. You know, they, they bring the fight to him, you know, much much sooner. Although it's uh, it's it's never it's never clear why it's never it's never clear exactly how um, how going after Tony in such a high profile way in his home uh, serves their plan. And, you know, that, that's something else that, you know, we'll kind of get into is just the bad guys and, like, what it is they're trying to accomplish and the, the things that they do that I supposedly are going to, you know, bring them to that uh, to that goal. All of that seems very – all of that seems uh, very vague uh, to me. Yeah, no, I agree. So uh, here we're doing the – here we're doing the, uh, the CSI 2830 reconstruction that you yeah. referenced earlier. And uh, <laughs> I love it. Pulling the name off the dog tag. Enhance. Jesus. Yeah. Enhance. It's the ultimate. <laughs> Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> Enhance. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's a lot like that. Now this is this is one of the curious things of all the pl- <laughs> of all the places that uh, of all the places that uh, that this film could take us. Iron Man three takes us to some fictitious town in Tennessee. <laughs> um, I remember. Uh, I remember we were watching this thing. Like, oh, it's interesting. Like, you know, I mean, like Tennessee doesn't really Tennessee doesn't really factor into most summer action films. You know, it's it's rarely very, it's very rare that uh, that. Uh, and, and to be to be, be frank, mentioned. I'm even after watching this movie, I'm still not sure that it has. <laughs> I'm not either because. It's uh, it, it looks an awful lot like a backlot to me. Well, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fault him too much for that. But it is, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just an, an odd, uh, it's no an odd choice. thing. And uh, and of course, like every representation of the South in uh, in films, it's <laughs> it's 
incredibly wide of the mark. I'm particularly fond of the Miss Chattanooga beauty pageants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's that especially is is a nice bit of business. I, you know, the one thing I, I at least don't think they play. You know, I, I will give them credit for not just playing the easy. Everyone's a giant hick thing. Like they have right. everybody in a bar, but like they don't, you know, and, and like you know, they have the, the kind of southern voiced you know, sheriff. But they, it's, they it's, don't. Yes, I agree. They it's, at least don't. They don't do the cheap route, which I it would be like, you know, hey, we having some sex with pigs now. You right. want to come on over right. and you know whatever. Like they didn't. They didn't go that route. It's, it's not quite as bigoted as other. Exactly. Uh, the the one <laughs> character that they have from Tennessee is that fucking weird ass. The twelve-year-old? No, no, the fucking the camera guy or guy working in the oh the, right, the TV right, band. right. Yeah, that's the guy at the Miss Chattanooga Beauty Pageant. It's just and, and it's just fucking weird. It's not even funny. It's just odd. That's that's most of this movie though. It's just I, fucking I weird. Not, I do not like this this character. I, I don't like her. The ex-girlfriend. Character? Yeah, I don't like her motivation. I don't think it's. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like it just doesn't feel well. And, and again, like this is kind of a character. Or I don't know. She she's kind of taken as a character from the extremis. Uh, Storyline in the comics. Um, yeah, I will admit I've not I've not read any of those. So yeah, sure. so I mean, I mean, she, she's kind of a character taken out of that and plugged into this movie. But like the reason that she's in the comic and like the function that she serves, both in terms of the narrative as well as the drama, is not really brought. So, so it's kind of like they they just brought the character over without really kind of asking themselves like, well, why is you know like why is she in this story and like you know what. What is it that she brings to it that that we would need to bring to this? And so, you know, ultimately, ultimately, you know, she doesn't she doesn't serve a lot of purpose other than I, I suppose like kind of that that about face at the end, you know, kind of the the knife in the back moment. That's really, I mean, that, that's about the only. Well, thing Well, but she just keeps for. going back and forth in the whole story. Is, is I guess my thing is like you know she comes off as you know completely pure and innocent at the very beginning. She kind of shows so up much. here that she yeah. you know still is concerned. Then she's not. Then she is the very end. You know, yada yada yada. I will admit, I actually kind of thought this was a. I, I like the idea behind this, like yeah. the whole, like you know, his first. Uh, his first instinct is to protect her. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the idea of someone else wearing the Iron Man suit um, is. I, although I thought he only had it coded to himself. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I did too. That's 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 weird, isn't it? Obviously, it's, you know, and it would be. Oh, a but big, he, wait, 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 wait. He did this motion. Oh, that's right. He, he did, that, he did that's the motion Sean. that means reconfigure for something that has just happened. That's right, which he's not able to do I later on. That's, see, well, see, that's the thing. Like, it's a good thing that they didn't – it's a good thing that later on in the movie they don't have a line of dialogue where he says, no, I can't do that because, because the that Iron Man totally are only off. coded if, to me. If they had that They would have the created a giant continuity yeah. hole if they, if they had a line of dialogue like that. It's so thank goodness they, they didn't, didn't do yeah, that. You're, you're very right. And again, it's like like this is the stuff that like bugs me. Like, where you just like, where you just flat out being. Oh, can you just watch the movie, enjoy it, not nitpick? And I'm like, I'm like, when you fucking wrote this, fucking things like this, you, I really have a hard time. Like, if it's just one little thing, but Uh, when it's constantly throughout the movie, no, it really is hard to to just look through. But especially when the rest of the movie is not particularly good. If if the rest of the movie was so good that I could just kind of forget about all the other stuff, well, yeah. that's one thing. You know, you just kind of look past but it. This ain't that fucking movie. Uh. So anyway, um, the terrorists are bringing a house down around his fucking ears, and then uh, you know, I, I and they did they rented TV, you know, uh, <laughs> they rented uh, TV choppers, uh, choppers, thank mounted you. missile platforms too. Yeah, um, I, I I could nitpick the whole thing, like you know, like. Uh, you know, Pepper like wearing the armor or whatever. But honestly, like I, I agreed. Like I thought it was a good idea. Like I, I, I dug the thought. <laughs> I'm so sorry. 
More... The fucking hand gestures just get, just get to me. What the fuck does this mean? Double double handed gun symbol pull back means <laughs> come back to me. Right. Well, and, and again, like the whole the, the whole thing is like, all right, so it responds to your mental commands, but you have to like do like a connect. You have to do like a connect. <laughs> that's that's, how you, that's your syncing. That's like a Bluetooth syncing right. motion. Can I just real quick point out something that's about to happen? Is this whole Please. like um, this this whole. Uh, uh, Fucking weapon systems aren't online thing. I which hate this. I, I, I'm like, you know, I don't even. I'm like, okay, whatever. It, you know, I, I don't actually even hate it. I think it's 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 mildly interesting way to take it, you know. But my whole point is, why would you even have missiles in the arm if they're not activated yet? And two, later in the film, he does not have flight capability. But after a few minutes, Jarvis has somehow, without like being you know, hooked up to anything else without any new equipment being added to the unit is able to enable the flying ability of the unit yeah. just through programming, you know, somehow. He did a firmware uh, update. A Tony. firmware update. It's a, that armor's upgradable. <laughs> just like your Blu-ray player. Just like my- <laughs> you know, th- this, this is, mm. this is one of the themes that's going to run throughout the film that annoys the living shit out of me. And that is this, that, that is this, this whole thing where, uh, Tony is, Tony is is one step behind because his tech isn't up to snuff. It's a it's a prototype, you know. It's a prototype, don't you know? Yeah. And and therefore it's it's not able to do all the things that uh, he needs it to do. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Because three movies now, two solo Iron Man films and an Avengers film, have taught me that when Tony Stark goes off half cocked in technology that's not quite ready for for prime time, he breaks the the altitude. Uh, breaks the altitude standard set, you know, by the SR seventy one. He yeah. saves the fucking planet from an alien invasion. When yeah. Tony Stark puts on prototype armor, he saves the goddamn world. Three movies have driven this idea into us, and then this entire film is predicated on Tony Stark's prototype isn't up to snuff, and 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 he can't. Uh, he can't get it working in time well, to to do what he needs to do to save people. And, and I'm just it, like bull fucking shit. And what the what fucking movie is this? Because it ain't a goddamn Iron Man movie. Well, because again, Iron Man movies have said the exact opposite every time out so, the gate. Something I have one of the biggest problems. I think it's one of the biggest sort of faults of this film is they try to make such a big deal of the reason that okay you know even if you take that I do think it's ridiculous that this prototype armor is is so. You know, so faulty. You know, right. just you know from the get go. But whatever. It, you say you take that on face value. Okay. So, it, but but the only but the reason he has to keep using it is because it supposedly is the only armor, I guess, that can respond to these new commands and new buttons. Right. Which that's bullshit. Because throughout the re- like literally through the end of the movie, you have like all the fucking armor being sent to grab onto him to help him through that battle at the right. very end. Okay, but no, that's the, like that's supposed to be controlled by Jarvis, and it's like okay, so why why could Jarvis do it now? Why is Jarvis doing this? And now? why could he not get any of his other armor there before the, the like? I, I kind yeah. you know I, I think it's a cheap thing, but uh, you'll find it can't get through the rubble somehow to get to him earlier in the film. Whatever. Why could or, or Jarvis is messed up? Jarvis is Jarvis is messed up. Maybe Jarvis is running self diagnostic. Whatever. Uh, like again, like they just. They just do not. If it were, they, if, they if rely it were on these for a like, really good reason. Like if they if they went to this concept, where we're like, okay, he really can't go back to get any of his armor for this reason, or he really can't do this, that, or the other for this reason. 
But it's, there's not a really good reason why he can't. Like, yeah. there's not, you know... And whatever reason there is, they don't explain very They don't well. explain... Exactly. They don't go into... It. Like, okay, fine. He can't go back because maybe that, you know, people think he's dead now and now he can do stuff, you know, under the radar. Well, he, fucking people are seeing him left, right, and center in the town. You That's know, exactly like... Right. Like, there's no... They they don't and it's not do a good job a, of that. It's not as though he's not a recognizable figure. Yeah, I mean, he's fucking... Robert Downey Jr. Everybody knows the actor. <laughs> they would definitely see him. No, I, I agree. Like, like the whole thing where, like, you know, Tony kind of, you know, he's like letting the world think he's dead or, or whatever. Uh, I, I guess presumably, you know, this is this is good because it means that the terrorists aren't trying to kill him anymore. Even though it was never really established why they wanted to kill him in the first place. Like, you know, they, they don't really they don't really make any kind of. It's never really discussed like why they want him dead anyway. Like, you know what. What purpose of theirs does it serve? Um, it just, you know, just a bit of street theater, I suppose. But um, anyway, so here we are in lovely Rose Hill, Tennessee. Um, this is this whole area of the film, like this whole section where he's kind of like off the grid in Rose Hill before reemerging uh, with the. Uh, with the Sam Fisher-esque assault on the fortified compound in Miami. Um, this this whole section of the film is very, very odd. And um, it's... Uh, I don't know. Like, I... I get I get some of, like... Like, I guess, like, what they're going for here. But, you know, they're, they're going to introduce this this kid in just a minute. You know, who becomes his, his freaking sidekick through all this. Yeah. And, like, I don't really get, like, what that character is about or, like, what they're doing here. I don't really understand how that character furthers, like, you know, anything that happens with Tony. Um, you know, I think there's a couple of things. Like, you know, it, they, they, I think they felt like they needed a character that was non, that was sort of not threatening or not even like like I mean even if it was like an, an you know why didn't they like just a get love Pit interest Pat. or He's something a pansexual non <laughs> well, I, I think mascot. they did I mean the job this it's kid Pit Pat but um they needed somebody to sort of you know do the whole annoying him to the point of stressing out thing and yeah for but, the, for the anxiety attack issue but I mean they could have done that with resolve that they could have literally done that with any character and I, I feel like it's such a like it, literally everything that is done with the kid is played for jokes again, like everything else in the movie. It's yeah. just it's just a gag reel, um, and and somehow this kid you know has like this you know tech knowledge that beyond his years and and you know whatnot and I don't know. Again, it's just it, it's a relationship that just doesn't they, they really did, seem to they go did anywhere. Get Tennessee's uh, obsession with potato guns. Worked in that. That, we'll that is that. true. That, that is true. That is actually a, a, a fairly real thing. Yep. Although the potato guns that we have are usually much bigger. Yes. And capable and of. <laughs> I was going to say capable of much, much more destruction than this. Like literally. Like you'd get laughed at. Like, like honestly, like they'd laugh you across the state line right back into North Carolina with that potato gun. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. That's a that's a potato gun you might be able to get away with in Virginia, not in the state of Tennessee, son. Yeah. Um, and this kid really doesn't know who Tony Stark is. That's right. But you know, but until he shows him the fucking armor, yeah, because he's not the most like recognizable dude. But, because he's a universe. kid, the fucking kid is gonna know who who fucking Iron Man is. Oh, whatever. God. 
Oh, and, oh, and right. he like, knows that it's him. That's exactly right. Like he, he doesn't—he <laughs> doesn't know that he—he he doesn't know who it is until he until he sees the armor, and then oh, I just happen to oh, have that's a paper. Right. You're dead. It says remember, you're dead. That doesn't have a picture of Iron Man on the front page of it. it has a picture of Tony Stark. Fucking Christ. Uh, God. It's just—it's so lazy. It's just so it really fucking is. lazy. And, 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 they and put no the, effort. They put no effort into this, and like, and but I'm supposed to pretend like you know it's as good as the others or whatever. Because it's Iron Man. It's got Iron Man in the title, so it must be it must be as good. Fuckers. Just the, lazy. Again, I really, I honestly, I go back to that thing with the thing that frustrates me is the, the sort of like, if the movie was so good that all these little nitpicky things were happening, and, excuse me, all these little nitpicking things were happening, I, I, I would, I really could, I would have an easier time looking past them. I'm not saying I would still be like not criticizing, like, yeah, that was mm-hmm. kind of fucking stupid, but whatever. But that's all the this movie of, is. That's there's all this movie here. is. There's nothing else here. That's the thing, like, the comedy beats or the comedic beats fall so flat. The overall storyline, and I know you'll get into something oh. we talked about, and I won't bring it up yet because you, you're, I, I didn't, I will even admit to not quite picking up on it, but I really think it was just through pure apathy. <laughs> um, but, you know, you pick up on something that's really great at the end of the film, and it's so, it's one of these movies where really it just, it feels like they felt like they needed to do a third one. They had a, a vague idea of what they wanted to do. And then they went and started shooting it, and and didn't really plan it out. Didn't yeah. really. And, and I agree. I, I don't think mm. that they. I don't think that I don't think that they, they put a, a lot what, of. Uh, what else has Shane Black done? Has he done anything else that we, we did? Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which was good. Um, I mean, he's done. That's the thing. I mean, he's a competent director. He's he's a decent writer. He worked on fucking Predator for Christ's sake. Um, but uh, it's just not. Like I said, that's the thing that makes me. The, that's the thing that fucking pisses me off about this is the fact that he is he is a competent guy, and he's. It's not like he's just not like doing his best or whatever here. He's not even fucking trying here. I mean, like it just it feels like, it feels as though like he took the check and was just like, ah, it's a comic book movie. Like you know, none of these fuckers are gonna you know notice if we don't put any goddamn effort into this script. You know, just fucking. Crank this shit out and make it. Yeah, it, it it just feels it feels so haphazard. All right, so uh, Potts is Potts has got the uh, she got the helmet on. She's in the uh, she's in the Iron Man vision again, even though it's only coded to Tony. Uh, we will find out later, but that's fine. Whatever you know. Um, she she is. Quickly embraced this uh, random person she literally just met. Well, she doesn't have much of a choice because she's the only one that knows what's going on. But yeah, like there's this, um, there's this. Uh, I don't know if it's just, I don't know, and 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 I'll, I'll say that I'm not I'm not criticizing the film for this, but it's not in this scene, but it's in the next scene, like where they're having like the girls heart to heart in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. But it feels like they so telegraph the betrayal thing. Yeah. And, and I don't know if that's just because, like, you know, you see enough of these movies and you're kind you of sort like... Of, you're, you're already... You're trying to figure it out, kind of ahead yeah, of thing. Yeah, you're, you're kind of tuned into it. I don't know if it's anything that they do wrong or whatever, but I remember in the theater, we were watching that scene, and I'm like, Killian's going to come through that door, isn't he? And then, yeah. like, you know, boom, he comes in, and I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. Okay, so this is... I have to say that this actually is one of my favorite things with with the Mandarin in the film. I really, yeah. really dig this scene. I and, agree. Um, just like the way that 
the way that they do all this, and as much as I don't really care for the reveal that the that you know the Mandarin is just it's purely a, an actor, a figurehead, like, yeah. yeah. As, as much as I'm not particularly enamored of that, going back and kind of watching this with that perspective and kind of seeing like how Killian himself is like really keeping like you you wonder like how many of these people know. That he's just the actor. And, like, you kind of get the yeah. impression that Killian's the only one. Well, even in this scene... That like, everybody else thinks is legit. I totally agree with you, because and I really do agree with you. This is one of my favorite scenes. Because even in this scene, he still seems to have the power. And it's because Killian sort of knows, as an actor, i gotta, I got to let him do yeah. his thing. You know, but, I mean, you don't necessarily know that yet as a, as a viewer. And that's actually, I will say, I, I will give it to him. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. I, I really will say that watching the film... You know that that was, was that was oh it was genuine, a surprise all right it was a genuine surprise now I I, I I I'm with you that I don't necessarily love but again I, it's it's not even so much that I don't love that they did it it's just it didn't come off really well it just yeah. didn't it, again they went too goofy I think with the character that that was playing the Mandarin you know he it, it was a little too different from the character of the Mandarin so it, it cheapened right. uh, everything that had come before that. Now this is uh, this is the scene that we were kind of talking about, and I'll, I'll give them credit. Like the back and forth between the kid and uh, and Robert Downey Jr. here in a minute it's, it's, is good. It's I mean, not bad. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those few instances where like that real kind of like rapid fire dialogue back and forth thing t- tends to work, and and does make you feel like that would have kind of like okay, okay, shut up, you know, like yeah, that yeah. would kind of got him worked up just a bit. Now this whole story the kid tells about uh, about how you know people. That like the five shadows are like where everybody went to heaven, but there's no sixth shadow because the guy went to hell. Yeah. People from Tennessee probably do believe that. Just <laughs> that that is pretty accurate, actually. Um, giant wormhole, New York. Um, the uh, again, like like in the theater, I was so thirsty for this storyline to go somewhere. This the, this whole thing of you know like Tony going well, through the wormhole. Maybe, maybe if we watch a little further. Like, no. <laughs> No, it does not. Well, you know, and I don't know. I mean, I, I guess like it's one of those things that you know maybe they'll you know maybe they'll they'll pick up in another film. But it just, no. I mean, like why would why would you introduce a problem in this film, talk about it so much, and then you know not not have any resolution to it? Not- well, uh, yeah, they they kind of do. I mean, they, they, the resolution is that la- well, you know, the scene later where he's in the car and he says, "Look, just build something." And and that sort of magically fixes it, you know. Like I mean, really, that that's the point. At the, but then at which he blows up stops. what he builds. I mean, like that's the whole thing. It's like it's like simultaneously, well, like, but, bu- like building shit is like what gets him out of it. But then the message of the film is also that like, oh, you have to destroy all the shit you built because it's yeah. in your way. I mean, like like, like the, the 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 kind of like the the narrative of the character, not the, not the story, but. You know, like what, like like what they're saying about the character is so confused and conflicting. Yeah, yeah. but they're I'll they're literally that. working both ends against each other. I, I will I will give you that. I, I I really do not like how they sort of. I, well, I'll be honest. I just don't like how they treat everything in the film. They just treat everything in the film very cheaply. Like it's it's not. Yeah, like you said, they just kind of play it all for laughs. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I really, I was really really. Uh, Okay, I was digging that. I was edition watch joke is it just is it was like there was at no point was it funny on it. Like I mean, maybe the first second where he like pulls it up and it's like okay, great, the watch he gets is a fucking you know uh, maybe, but uh, right. But uh, yeah, I I I agree. It's it's just 
it's just it's not funny the first time, and then they just like keep hammering it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, again, I was just I was so let down because I was so into that. Like I was so into that 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 idea that of concept, you yeah. know of Tony Stark, you know, comma P, uh, PTSD uh, sufferer. I was so into that concept, and they just they do nothing with it. I'm like, you know, why why did you get my hopes up? Why did you go here with me? Why did you take me here if you're not going to do anything? Alrighty, um, I guess this is, this is about as <laughs> I love I love his outfit that he's wearing. By the way, that passes for incognito, the flannel on flannel. Yeah, <laughs> it's like <laughs> something about it. Just like it makes me think that like this town is like it's like nothing but a town full of truck stops well, or something. You know, the the thing, and, and I mean, again, this is one of those things. Like, I, I guess it doesn't matter, but like, I feel like this town feels more like a sort of. North northwestern town or something. Like, it doesn't really it, feel it like, like Tennessee. Like One because they're in Chattanooga and it's you know supposedly snowing all the time, which I don't really think that that's very Chattanooga's accurate. pretty fucking hot actually. Yeah, I mean you know, yeah, but anyway, it's, it's just a little it's you fine. know milly thing. But it, I. Now why did how did he not have that guy's face that's, from the from, from the crime scene reconstruction? That's exactly what Come I was on. about to say, man. Like some of the some of the like. You know, so so through technology, you can rebuild, you know, like this perfect 3D representation, but you can't check fucking Google. Like, you know, you can't ask, you know, uh, Jarvis can't check check the web. Well, no, for, Jarvis is sick. Don't you remember? Well, but at that point, he wasn't. Oh, that's right. He you know, at the at point that, point, that yeah. he was doing all that research, you know, and, and got the name off of the... There you go again with the logic, Tony. Um, the crime scene reconstructionist. Of, of all the of all the fanciful technology that has been employed in these movies, yeah. that's the one that gets under our skin. But well, it's the thing. There's there's a difference between logic within the world of the film. Like right. I, you know, a lot of people will say like, oh, well, you, so you, you know, you'll be, you know, you, you'll believe that superheroes can exist, but you have a hard time believing they could do that. Well, you know what? In the world they're in, there are those logic things. Where it's like, look, they've done stuff like this before, so yes, yeah. it absolutely should work. Or no, it shouldn't because they've they've proven before that it can't. And for some reason, her choice of of what to do is to you know like well. It, burn a hole through him to grab the gun instead of just grab, like I so yeah and, and again like just the motivation of all the characters and everything um oh no it's Iron Man's new arch nemesis the walking cliche I wonder if he brought his did, ultimate weapon the bubble gum in fairness did you see how much liquid came out of that cup he had just bought that drink and he just threw it away and like he, he didn't give a away, fuck like he didn't give a fuck I hate this character so much I fucking hate this character I will say the only part in the film I like is when he has a giant hole blasted through his chest. Yeah, that, that's that's fun times. Now here's the unrealistic part of this taking place in Tennessee. Only one guy with a shotgun comes out into the street. <laughs> Very true. That, that is highly unreal. I mean this this woman she she would be getting fire pretty rained sure you, down upon her from every angle. Pretty sure from the distance you wouldn't gotten that tight of a, a, a hole in that wall. Or, <laughs> you know, whatever. Again. You know, uh, one thing I will give this movie credit for is I think that there's actually some pretty inventive uh, action beats, I, some pretty inventive fight stuff. I, I'll give you that. That's well, one thing that I think some that of it, though, some of it's yeah, not that great. It's it's. I'm not saying it's all good, but I, I think that you know, that was one of those things that Favreau kind of struggled with. I think that's why he brought in Gindy Tartakovsky on the second Iron Man to, you know, to to, to try and and uh, and you know bring a little bit more imagination to the action beats and stuff. Uh, I actually did this exact thing right that, that he just did with that uh, that oil and the and the fire. I did that exact thing completely by accident. Burned a human at a, being alive at a Taco Bell I worked at in high school. 
I um, shouldn't say that on a recording. That stuff, that stuff is actually very flammable, as yeah. it turns out. Um, can, can I just point out, too, how, like, <laughs> somehow... I actually, do, I actually do dig this line here where he says, that could be my autobiography. That yeah. could be the title of my autobiography. <laughs> I, do, do you not find it just kind of funny, though, that, like, you know, when they, they show, of course, that her, that character later, she has lost her arm, right? You know, uh, so yeah, they, yeah, and she grows so they, it back so through extremists. Yeah, but extremists can't repair the scars on her face. Yeah, that's that, that, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. You know why you hadn't thought about that? Because you're not a moron. <laughs> a moron would not have come up with that idea, or excuse me, a non-moron would not have come up with that idea. Uh, but not give a fuck, guys. He's smiling. Oh, he's, he's smiling because he, he don't give care. A fuck. He don't care. He's a bad oh, guy. That's funny. God, he's a bad he guy. Is. and Don't care. Man, that's what he is. Jesus. You know the only place his character would be like, you know, if any use whatsoever in, is in, in like a, a high a school football weapon, movie. A lethal weapon scene. No, it's in like a fucking. High, it's like in Varsity Blues. That's or exactly right. He's, like he he is the he's the QB of the other team who's just like. You know, and he, your, and his father's rich. Your interracial team isn't going to beat ours. And I don't give a fuck. Right. Like that's 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 the, the only role that 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 you're, character would ever work for. You're not going to beat the wasp and team because uh, my dad owns a car dealership in town. <laughs> that's exactly who that uh, fucker is. Oh god. I, I do I do dig the Westworld reference though. I, I actually do too. I will say that's that. pretty, there's that's there are funny. a handful of lines that actually are pretty funny, but it's to say to say a handful is being generous. Yep. Okay, so here we go. Uh, we're we're going to pay off the uh, we're going to pay off the the help Tony paid him. And boy, I'm so glad that I'm so glad that you didn't have needed this repulsor thing up until now. But anyway, so he's no, got because he had to save it in case this he happened. had he had to save it in case I and, and, and he because he only has one blast. Well, it was definitely the right move. It was it, definitely it the right was move. exactly. What if he had used it earlier and then you know ended up here? He'd have had nothing. He'd have had nothing. God, but now you feel silly having said that. <clears throat> Boy, I do. Almost silly enough to write Iron Man three. Mm. Um, this, this 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 exchange right here is weird. bizarre yeah. to me. I'm so glad we were on the same page with everything. <laughs> it's so strange. It's, oh man, is uh. isn't there a part of you though that kind of perversely wishes that I don't give a fuck guy had shown up in a cowboy hat? Yeah, because he's he's just like yeah, I'm in Tennessee. I, I'm blending in. I've got a cowboy. I gotta hat. be honest. It would have it would have at least been somewhat comical. <laughs> like, isn't there a part of you that almost wishes that would have happened? Oh man! But this this whole this whole thing here, uh, it's like, are you gonna leave me like my like my dad? It's like you know, are you trying to put a guilt trip on me? It's like again, kind of. and again, I actually I'm think cold. that it's not that bad an idea, but it just falls so flat. It doesn't. And it's there's just, some beat that they're missing with the delivery of, of dial. And we're talking about fucking good actors. I think the kid, frankly, does a good job. Yeah, but I, it just, I agree. I think he is pretty and, good. And, and, and Downey Jr. is awesome, but I just for some reason, I just they're just missing a beat. They're missing something that is just. I'm cold. Okay, because we're connected. It just, I, it just, I don't know. To me, it just totally falls flat. It well, just, and it's, again, it's it's like you know what we were talking about, like like humor, kind of like it's like humor for the sake of humor, as opposed to like humor, like really kind of born out of like born characters. out of the situation. Yeah, exactly. Th- that's the, it, it feels like it feels like the characters are kind of being stretched in order for there to be a gag there or whatever. Yeah. Um. Is, is eighty nine ninety five is not bad, really, when you think about it. No, yeah, I mean that's actually pretty good. Do you think that we could actually? I don't know. Let's just check Amazon real fast, because I mean, if they're that cheap, um, so this is uh, this scene. Uh, this scene here with the Mandarin is actually probably, I guess, maybe my favorite moment in the film with him. Miguel Ferrer, 
slumming it in this movie. Oh, it, it, definitely too, too because they, they they totally don't use him in this film. No. Like he's like in three scenes. It, it, yeah, I think he's got I think he's got like two lines of dialogue. He should have had at least one scene at the end too to sort of like. Well, he, he's at the very end, like where they're but they just him. but they just drag him off, like yeah. he, like he didn't have, have a line of dialogue. He doesn't say like you know I could have done it too if it hadn't been for you pesky kids. <laughs> like, as they as nothing. they pull a ghost mask off of him, <laughs> it might as well. It wouldn't it wouldn't be any less stupid than some of the shit in this movie. Yeah, I actually really do uh, like this scene though, uh, and 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 I love I love the way that he just I love the way the Mandarin just punks the president of the United States here. Yeah, you know. Um, just says, you know, you got 30 seconds, call me or I'll shoot this guy. And then, and the president goes for it. You know, he, he's, he's, he's obviously, you know, he's got this advisor saying, Hey, we don't negotiate with terrorists and you shouldn't do this. He says, Oh, this is the right thing to do. He calls. And, uh, I do, I, I, I just love how, um, well, I mean, we're, we're going to watch it here, but I, I just love, you know, as he just kind of like stares into the screen and then bam, it's just, yeah. it's good. I mean, it's, it's cold blooded. Just, just point out the phone. It looks like he has, it looks like it's running Android. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's, that's how they were able to get that. That's how it. they were able to hack it right there. Yeah. If you've been using an iPhone, he couldn't got that number on there. Here I'm it comes. Sure. <laughs> that, that's probably a more controversial statement than Iron Man three sucks. <laughs> it's time to get it stirred up. Yeah. Bam. I, I think it's like, real like quick. at this, at this point, I, I'm just like, man, I am down for the Mandarin. Like yeah. this is working so far. And then this this ominous declaration that he's coming. There was a thing to the, his delivery of the lines. It, it reminded me so much of um, the guy that played Bane, um, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy playing Bane. Where if you just catch part of it, it almost sounds a little silly. Yeah. But when you see it as a whole within all the lines, you really start. It it starts to become intense. It, it grows on you. You know, really, it it, it has this. Uh, like I don't know. On the surface, it kind of almost seems a little, you know, like ah, come on, really? That's that's is that how you're going to do it? Really? Right. Is that how you know? And then like when you see it, you're like, holy shit! By the way, he's totally not watching. The I was going to say, reading and driving, reading and driving. He's not even holding on the steering wheel. Maybe with his. Well, never mind. This is a family podcast, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I hate this right here. I hate this. <laughs> it didn't say MIA. It said aim. And I just read it backwards. How, how cheap do you think oh, this laugh on. is, though? Come on. You, you bust in to a fucking, like, terror cell or something, like, you know. Uh, oh, hold, wait, on. hold on. Can you wait there just for a moment? Let me take this call. I just, come on. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not too enamored of, of any of this. Who is this? Really? Like, I mean, oh, God, this is fucking I admit I do get a laugh though, where uh, he does the War Machine rocks thing or whatever. And uh, can I just point out though that the the, the, the t- like like one of these guys laughs and like the fucking gun the gun comes out. Yeah, kind <laughs> of it's so I think I think it's funny because I kind of dare to say that these characters would know English and, <laughs> and would be able to hear the conversation going on inside the helmet of this robot. But you know, okay. taking those out of context, yes, that's I okay. think it's funny. That's okay. It, it only hurts if you think about it. 
So we're where heading... was he driving, and where is he now turning around to? To I hate those kind of scenes. Well, this, this is the this is the whole thing. All of this is predicated upon this Miss Ch- Chattanooga beauty pageant, which the, a there is no such fucking thing. But this whole Chatt- Miss Chattanooga beauty pageant is being like live simulcast <laughs> by every major news organization in the like, area. Like if this had been if this had been a NASCAR race, this <laughs> exactly. this scene would have made That's sense. Exactly right. Like. <laughs> Although I do love the perv Stan, Stan Lee. That's again. exactly right. He, you know, I think he has something in his contract he had now that he has to be with like hot chicks. Because that, wasn't that the well, last? That, that started with Iron Man. Like remember in, in, in the first right. Iron Man, he was yeah, like he's, he's he was Hugh Hefner and he had, he had all the Playboy bunnies. Like in the next film, I expect you to get me six pretty girls. You know what's kind of interesting about this? I hate this guy. This this guy talks about like how he's he's like patterned his whole look after Tony or whatever. Yeah. The thing that is kind of interesting is that this guy looks a lot like uh, the way Tony Stark is drawn in Extremis. Oh really? Yeah. Like Tony Stark in Extremis actually looks a lot like this guy. He's quite a bit younger. For some reason, I think it's because the color of his eyes or something. He reminds me of that fucking uh, what was that uh, Frisky Dingo? That character, the, the main guy from you ever watch Frisky Dingo? <laughs> no. Oh man! Anyway, it's, I gotta, I gotta check it out. I there's guess. like, well, no, it's like this guy who's kind of like a James Bond-ish kind of character. Sorry, yeah. uh, James Bond-ish kind of like character, and he, I think he totally looks like this. Like he just, he, he kind of looks, he's just like the it. character. Well, you, have you seen Archer? It's done, yeah, done by like yeah, the yeah. same same people that did that. Yeah, Archer's um, awesome. Yeah. If you like Archer, I think you'd like Frisky Dingo. I'll check it out. Oh Jesus. Yeah, the tattoo is kind of funny because I I can't remember. I have to go back and watch the Avengers, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm almost thinking like somebody's getting that tattoo at the end of the Avengers, like during that whole sequence where, like, you know, like the dude's got getting his goatee. Oh my god! Shaved. You know, you might. Be I, right. I wonder. I wonder if that's meant to be a tie, and I wonder if that's you meant to be right. the guy getting the tattoo at the end of Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> and what is this guy going to do exactly to increase the internet speed? Oh, he goes up on the top and uh, of the van and knocks. Oh, no, he plugs it in. Oh, he plugs it in. It wasn't plugged in. It wasn't plugged in. That's, that's why the, what it is. That's why the speed was so low. It was, it was, it was not plugged in. They called tech support and they asked him, you know, have you tried plugging it in? And they're like, oh. But. Having worked tech support, that is usually the first question you ask. And you'd be surprised how many times the answer yes, is no. Yes, no. I saw a meme the other day where somebody showed the power strip and the power strip was plugged into itself. And they were like, yeah, of course it's plugged in. Can I just ask you, like, does it really make a lot of sense that that uh, Rhodey would have had access to these files at this level <laughs> and not known about it? Like, it just, yeah. to me, having his login and then just going in and finding, like, this... this you know, like I don't know this this huge program that you know has just terrible that ramifications. was just sitting there that he just never bothered. They to never, into. you know. Uh, I don't know. Well, and and, and of Again, course, I'm you know, like why isn't Jarvis doing this? Oh, because Jarvis is sick. You know. I do also want to point out another little continuity thing where the guy that explodes is being filmed by a guy with a handheld camera, right? Who isn't running? Who isn't running and isn't there when you cut to the back when you cut to the scene of. Uh, that, the like external camera. Yeah, that didn't look good. I gotta tell you, that does not look good. There's not a cream that'll fix that. <laughs> oh no, well, you know, okay. Like in their defense, they did cut to the state. They, they cut to the security camera shot at the very end. But that's what I'm saying. There's a guy right there in front of him as it's happening, and they cut to the the external, and he's not there. 
So unless you're saying like that scene happens That's five true. seconds later, but there's still people leaving the room when that when they cuts to that. Mm, continuity. Continuity mistake. All right, so here we go. Uh, the scene that uh, the scene that sets it all up, and I, like I said, I, I don't. I, I'm not really criticizing the film for this. I'm just. I'm just saying that for whatever reason, it did. They did really seem to telegraph this whole thing. I yeah. don't know if it's just like. I don't know if it's just like like where they're getting along so well, and you're like, okay, well, you know, they gotta they gotta fuck that up somehow. Yeah. Now I do kind of agree, but I, I think in a way you are right. It's not necessarily directly this film is doing it poorly. It's just sort of. I don't know. It just it becomes easier to spot this kind of stuff, maybe. Right. And the thing about all this is, I, I guess, you know, is like, how much of this is her being duplicitous? How much of this is her being sincere and, you know, her, and uh, I don't know, like not being, not being especially well, happy. With, she has that line, like, not long after this, where it seems like she's pretty ruthless about it at this point. Yeah. The, like, literally... From here forward, she doesn't seem to give a fuck about the the good that can come of this until right. the very last second, you know. And, and even then, it's almost sort of like kind begrudgingly. Of it's mainly just like we can't kill him because he's the only one that can finish our our stuff. And and you know, I don't know. I just think she's. It, it, it does. It just it doesn't. It doesn't work quite as well as. Alrighty then. So, oh, and it's a big, it's a big surprise. She's working for the bad guys. Damn it. Um, I actually do really like that bit there where she's clawing at his neck. He's like, Pepper, Pepper. Stop. <laughs> it's like, as, his delivery as, is pretty, it is as, pretty like. As if she's a dog that's like, yeah. you know, scratching hey, hey, at the door. On. It's like, hey, stop that. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, so here we're going to get to something that maybe you can explain to me. Maybe you can't. I don't know. Maybe maybe there are some things that just can't be explained. But uh, okay, so we're we're kind of doing the you know it's the same gag again. Oh, you know it's not Wrong actually place. it's not actually where they where the Mandarin is. You know they've they've tricked us yet again. Um. Yes, you're free, you're liberated, go. And then this this right here. So somebody's gonna have to explain to me, because I am I'm clueless. Why is it that high temperatures causes the Iron Patriot armor to completely shut down? Oh, I well, that, I can. I mean, seriously, are, are you not? Are you being serious about this? Uh, yes, I, I legitimately do not know the it's, answer to this. Well, okay, and I, I, I'm a little. I think once you hear it, you'll be embarrassed. Okay. Um, that's what needs to happen for the movie. To <laughs> of course, of course. Like, it, it, it doesn't actually It doesn't actually do sense. that. We just, we just need... It just needed to happen we just for the movie to, happen to continue movie. on. So now, now that you know, I mean, isn't that... Don't you feel yeah, silly? Yeah, I, I do. I do feel silly now. That no, I, I totally that. agree. Like, they do stuff like that constantly where, like, it could take explosions and high temperatures and all that stuff, but, but she shakes his hand with a fucking joy buzzer and, and like, you know, it, it's... Oh, I'm yeah. down. I'm yeah. down. I also think it's kind of just the whole like, I, I don't know, like he just spot he's just randomly checking places in the fucking world, like you know I, I don't know, like I think they said the signal may have come from there yeah, or something, but it just I guess I don't they know, bounced it off like, a bunch of satellites or servers. Yeah. They jammed their frequencies. That's what happened. They jammed their frequencies. Um, <laughs> What's that? 
Buster, Buster, what's Trace, Buster. Trace, Buster. Buster. And that guy was Trace, Buster, Buster to bust his Trace. That's right. Keeps a dude from Buster. We might want to do that movie. We might want to do the big hit. It's the no less hit. ridiculous than this. It's except better, that, mo- it's, it's, except it's that it's movie. Except that movie. That movie is just saying, hey, we're ridiculous. Yes. Let's have fun. Yeah. As opposed to Iron Man 3, it was like, hey, kids, we're an Iron Man movie that we barely wrote. Why don't you just build something? Yeah. This is. Uh, this is an interesting, and like I said, like interesting might be a strong word. Really. Interesting might be a strong word, but this coming coming kind of back to what we were saying earlier, it's 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 very confusing the way that the film, uh, kind of kind of works against itself on these things. You know, they get this great advice: "Oh, you're a mechanic. Why don't you build something?" Oh, okay, I'll build something. And thankfully, you know, we have this. Uh, you know, we have a location now, so Tony's got. Tony's got some place that he can go. He's he's got a mission, something to accomplish, and a quick trip to Ace Hardware. Thank goodness that being dead, his credit cards still work, by the way. But uh, he's going to stop off at Ace Hardware and he's going to pick up a uh, an assault commando kit and a Monster Energy drink because gamer yeah. fuel. Yeah. But um, so it really like to me it was just kind of like it's like okay look. What this movie desperately needs is an A-Team montage. And by God, we're going to have it. Yeah. So Tony Stark puts together his own little commando infiltration kit, which on the surface I'm okay with. You know, he's a clever guy. Yeah. He's you know he's not exactly in the Iron Man armor, although the reason for that is still somewhat unclear to me. Yeah. But uh, – it's charging. Remember, it's, it's gonna take a long. Charging. It's gonna take a long time to charge or it's, something. It's a good thing he doesn't have a backup power supply. I don't know. Maybe like in his fucking chest. It's it's a good thing that they didn't like make like two movies talking about how this goddamn thing in his chest powers these fucking suits. And yet somehow in this movie, oh, you know the suit's power is low. I'm like, okay, what about the arc reactor in his fucking chest? What about that? That didn't work either. Okay. Like, no, goddammit, because I mean, we have to put not. obstacles in front of our hero. It's like, all right, well, it's a good thing they don't make any sense then. I will say, if one of those exploded, those little shards would hurt like a motherfucker. You're not wrong. You can't get those things made out of ceramic. Although I do like that he throws plastic. a bomb like, in the... And look, water. he didn't give a fuck. He just tossed the... He didn't give a fuck. He, he wasn't chewing gum. He's not, he's not at that level No, I mean, he, he's, he's still a novice. I mean, he's, a, he's definitely an apprentice. I don't give a fucker, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's getting there. So anyway, so Tony this, Stark... This whole scene just feels sort of... Odd. Like the whole, like... No, he's serious. It's in Miami. Okay, we're in Miami all of a sudden. Okay. Like, it just... I don't know. It just feels so weird and tacked on or something. And I think he just broke his neck or something. It's possible. He might have done that. Um, Listen, I've been high in my life. I've never been as high as this bitch. (laughs) All right? That's... She looked drunk. I don't think she even looked that high. She she looked like a poor actress. It's a thin line between fries and shake. Um... So yeah, so Tony Stark just single-handedly executed this uh, this great Sam Fisher uh, assault on this on this fortified compound guarded by private sector security. He made like it through. five guys max, though. I mean, but he had he had his, his fucking he had his little solid snake infiltration kit that he put together, <laughs> and I'm fine with that. I, I really am okay with all of this. What I'm not okay with is what happens in a few minutes, which we'll talk about. But. And who actually sleeps with covers completely over their head? I really? actually, I actually do this. Do you I, really? I, I do. I sleep. I, I like. I sleep cocoon style. Really? I do. How do you breathe? 
Well, I like. I mean, I'm not, like, not trying to be like funny. Little, it seems like it's like, like okay, I, like I, I wrap little... like I wrap the covers okay. like, around like like this is like all that shows like when I, I sleep, see that this is all you can see. I but like the like way the they were laying in that bed, it was literally like over their head. Yeah, like I just I think that's. Again. I mean, let's be honest. How much oxygen are these two using? Let's be serious. Um, so here we go. Uh, tr- there's a guy with a guy behind. Yeah, the bed. I actually kind of like that line. Um, so here we go. Uh, Mander's not the Mandarin. He's he's actually Trevor Slattery, the actor. Uh, and Ben Kingsley is very funny. As I, I mean, he, he's legitimately funny. Uh, you know, doing this stuff, but it's just such a. I don't know. I mean, it's. Are you with me though that it just it, like the lines, even the ones that are funny. Like when you think about, it, you're like, that's kind of funny. But I never was like laughing at them. Like you know, or very rarely. Like it yeah. wasn't like, <laughs> okay, that's. Re-. I was just like, that's kind of funny. Well, no, like, like it just they don't. I don't know. Just something about it. Like it just. I don't know. The, it just doesn't come off good. The, the 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 entire the entire thing here about you know him not him not actually being the Mandarin is just. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I was. And I guess good on them for like legitimately surprising me because oh, I absolutely. did not fucking see this guy. Absolutely. But I just kind of I was I remember just sitting in the theater like with my mouth hanging open. And I looked at you at one point and I said, and I, and I was like, did they slip acid in our root beer? What the fuck is happening in this yeah. movie? Well, again, it was it was so again it's the it reveal. So it's it's like that thing where I think they could have had a reveal where. Honest to goodness, I think it would have been much better had he been playing the Mandarin when we first see him in this scene. Right. Like, something was going on. He was actually like, you know, you know, you will, or whatever. And then he, like, holds up and goes, oh, no, no, okay, sorry, sorry. Like, something where it, like, but it's like that whole sort of thing where he just sort of slinks out. It's very, man, man. It's just very, I don't know, the pacing is just really poor. Take credit for some accidental explosions. Okay, so... Now we kind of find out. I guess th- this is the, this is the sort of the premise of the. <laughs> I do a off here. Uh, so this this is the premise of what's been going on. They, they've had these extremist subjects that haven't been able to regulate. They've been exploding, and to cover it up, um, he invented a, a fake terrorist. Uh, so um, Tony Stark is Tony Stark is feeling. Like honestly, kind of like, like us at this. That, point. That's exactly right. Like, like this is one of the few times that I'm on the same page with Tony Stark in this movie. I'm like that's exactly how I feel watching this movie. I'm like, come on! But I mean, like, really, in a way, like, like that, that's like what this film is a microcosm for. Like, you know, Tony Stark showed up expecting to see, you know, expecting to confront the Mandarin the same way that we showed up expecting to watch an Iron Man film, and then uh, we both got hosed. <laughs> is pretty much what happened. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. I've thought about this and I've thought about this and I've thought about this. I'm like, okay, is it? Did I just not like it because of some way that it was executed, or because I legitimately thought it was a bad idea? And I've come to the conclusion that it's a legitimately bad idea. And and I don't think that I'm the only one. Oh, he's back! Yeah. Oh, um. They never kill the bird. Like it was just. Like, what's the reason for keeping Tony Stark around at this point? Well, they got they got, they, they need him to complete extremists. I mean, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's right. The whole, that is right. That's, that's that's true. That's the whole that's the whole point, I guess. I but guess. anyway, that's right. I forgot about that. Okay. But the thing I was going to say is that um, I, I don't think that Marvel thinks that what they did with the Mandarin is is, is an especially good idea uh, because they uh, they are retconning this. I mean, they're just backpedaling so quick that the Earth's practically traveling backwards in time. When, now, when you say that, what are you talking? Because I, um, I don't know that I quite understand that. Okay, so th- have you seen the one shot? Uh, who's the king? 
with Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin, like the one I have being not. interviewed. You, you, I think you told me about that, and I forgot which it was with uh, what. Okay, so the the premise of that one is he, Trevor Slattery, is in prison. Okay, and he's being interviewed by a reporter, uh, like a documentary okay. maker or reporter or something like that, and. At the uh, at the conclusion of the interview, the uh, the guy like his I don't know like his little video camera somehow self assembles like a small like kind of like Walter PPK size handgun. Okay, like it's just like and a little gun pops out, and he like takes out like everybody else in the room, like the guards, like another inmate, just like except for him, just shoots everybody except Trevor. Okay. And then he tells the guy, or he, and he tells, like, he's got some ominous line of dialogue, like leading up to that. He says, he's asking about uh, something, something about you know, so you, you know, you took the name of the Mandarin. He's like, yeah, they gave it to me, you know, whatever, you know, it's just like a character they wanted me to play. And the guy says, uh, he's like, and that's why you'll suffer one hole in your body each for every ring of our faith. And then like this little gun pops out, and boom, 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 and the, the and and he he tells him like you hear like helicopters, like you know like. Hovering like over the prison or whatever. Yeah. So if there's somebody who wants to meet you, you took his name and now he wants it back. Uh, the inference being that the real Mandarin is out there uh, and is not happy with this whole thing. And so at the end of this film... So we're supposed it, to believe that he made up a character that does really exist right. in that world. Like, that like, like the Mandarin's like a spook story or something like that. Like uh, he's like okay. a Kaiser Sose or whatever. Okay. And and so like, But that's what they're trying to do. I mean, although in this film, Aldrich Killian flat out says, I am the Mandarin. I always yeah. was. And like they're totally scrubbing that. They're like, nope, 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 nope. That's well, not what's happening. Yeah, I, and I don't know. So that's the thing. Is like, if they if they thought what they were doing was a good idea, they wouldn't be trying to go back and change it now. I, I, I gotta so be I, honest. I don't think that they're particularly enamored of it. They it's, being it's, Marvel. It's funny either. to me because I don't think that it's that bad an idea. I just I sort of think some of the execution of it wasn't great. Because I mean, let's say that what, why doesn't like the real Mandarin instead of having to like retcon it? Why does it just say like let's take that persona? They kill him. They you know, use fucking you know plastic surgery to make you know the, the the real guy look like him or whatever, and and they just you know use that going forward. Like there's there's all kinds of ways they could have gotten around it. I almost feel like I, I actually think the concept of this was pretty strong because you really do up until that moment that you find out who who he, that he's an actor, you're really not worried that much about Killian. I mean, you know, you, until you see him break the neck of the poor porter that was bringing the fucking you know food to the to the champagne room. service. Ah! That's right. Die. Um, and, and even that in and of itself feels like such a gratuitous moment. It's like, why didn't yeah. he just? I, like, no, I, I, why absolutely. didn't he just like deliver the tray and like you know yeah. come in? But like, no, they, they, yeah. they got to show that he's a bad guy. So oh, he's got yeah. to kill an innocent for no yeah. reason. I mean, it's just it's, it's like it, it's, it's like running down the checklist of like of, of, of like of cheap of cheap, cheap movie cliches. Yeah, it's exactly. It really yeah. is. It's just. It's like, you know, like, oh, we got to show this is a bad... Like, we're making a Lethal Weapon movie. We need to show that this guy's a bad guy. How do we do it? Can I just point out, too, if you've got, like, this, you know, super futuristic ball TV technology... Oh, yeah. Do you it- still need a remote? <laughs> I mean, every fucking time he rolls the, his balls out there and he's got the fucking remote in his hands. Like, seriously? And Adrian's, Like, and, fucking voice commands. I mean, fucking... Aldrich Killian's all about getting his balls out there. Jeez. He whips them out more than a few times in this movie. I, I do note that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, like Robert Downey Jr. before her, really worked on her abs. Oh yeah. Prior to, Dude, uh, I got to be brutally honest. I'm, I, she I, got I used shapes. To, I used to have the hugest thing for her back when oh, yeah? she originally first, like in Seven and and Emma and some early roles. Right. And I actually just saw her do the uh, ice bucket challenge like a couple days ago, and she was in like a sports bra. Right. Dude, she's because I mean she's what forty. 
Four, I don't want to say. I think she's like early, early to mid forties or something like that. And dude, she she looks every bit as good as she did when she was you know twenty. Yeah, um, good for her. Yeah, I mean, give her credit for. But yeah, she she definitely she got some. She got some six pack going on here. Okay, now we kill I, her for no real good reason. I mean, I'm I'm kind of glad, but I at the same time it really didn't make a lot of sense. But of course now we that, know that's his character. Now we know nutshell. he's just bad. That's right. That's that's the thing. That's his like, gum chewing. That's his <laughs> him killing people randomly is his that like is his solidifying chewing. of his of his bad. That's the thing though. Is like like I don't. I'm not exactly sure like what his character's trying to accomplish. He's just the bad guy. Yeah. Um. Now when, uh, say, uh, are you gonna? When, I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll give, okay. I'll, I'll I, I don't. I, I just don't want you to forget. I, mean, I, I will. I won't believe you, man. <laughs> I won't. I'm gonna. We're gonna address that situation. So. Here, here we come again. Again, another great scene of like, I thought you, I thought you could just melt his hand and he shut down. You can't just like, you know, fucking. Oh, that's right. Nobody thought about it till just now. Right. Okay. So yeah. uh, the here, armor's here. working again. Like the, the HUD's no longer glitching, and yeah. yet he can't, he can't move because something hot touched him on the hand. Although what? you're about to see though, the the like olive green gray pant combo. Oh, that's that, right. That is, that is standard issue for a military soldier about to get into his armor and fly around. Tony Stark can fucking do that shit because he's fucking Tony Stark. But you, you're not going to tell me the fucking Iron Patriot is not going to be wearing some sort of like, you know... Listen, it, it, is a, it is a known fact that in the military, you need to wear clothing that can either double for your undergarments when wearing a futuristic set of cybernetic armor or on the golf course. Okay, it's got to be, it's gotta be both. got to be both. I'm almost positive. I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive. The, the, the guy with the ponytail here, this yeah, guy right the here. Guy with, you're talking about the guy with the limited edition watch? Uh, nope. Nope, that oh. guy there. The oh, guy okay. with the ponytail. I think that's the same dude from Iron Man 2 that plays the body double that gets put into Ivan Venko's cell with him. Ah. Uh. I'm not. I, I can't tell if I if might I, be actually. Does kind of like, he does look a little familiar. I will say, and I'm just assuming that this like, actually one of the stunt might be one of the few times I did actually kind of laugh out loud. The whole like <laughs> whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> nothing. I don't know. I, I have to go back. I, I got to go be honest. I actually here. do think it's kind of funny because they're just like and his reaction okay. is pretty good. Like oh, uh, there it is. No oh, wait, no, no, it's no, not. no. Okay, no, it's not. Ooh. Are we supposed to be scared? Or is it like he says something? I actually think that was kind of funny. Oh, here we oh. go. And here it comes. Here it comes. Watch this. His reaction is great. You you breathe fire. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, I just, I don't know why. I think it's so goofy. Guy, guy, guy Pierce does everything that he can do with it. <sighs> oh, but, no, I, admittedly. I, but at I some point, you're just I, like, look, I'm breathing fire. It's like, I think, I think I can't stand... The character Rhodey in this movie, but I I like Don Cheadle. I can't really stand Killian's character, but I, I really like, like Guy Pierce. Pierce. Like I, yeah. I think these guys are talented in quality, and and admittedly, I, I think they. In, I, well, Guy Pierce's case, I think he does what he can with the role. I do think that like some of the others, they just sort of phoned it in. Can All I, right. Can I another bit of logic thing that I, I know probably oh please you guys, but please I, so. What is the what is the problem that happens here in a second after he gets his his like hand blaster in one of his shoes, one of his boots? What's the problem? The problem is the rest of the armor can't make it out of the wooden barn, right? Because it's that Iron Man. Somehow armor. the other two pieces made it out of. 
obviously Tony. Because they have to knock the fucking lock off or whatever happens. Well, no, he, like he, he throws doors. water on the lock and then it melts or explodes or something. Okay. Seriously. Oh, yeah, watch, watch, watch what happens. Yeah, okay, I didn't remember that. He I throws, like, he hot like... coffee on it. Oh, okay, Look, so... Uh, the other two pieces got out. Watch this. these other two are... <laughs> oh, my God. How did I even miss that? Jesus, I was already just... So, like, he doesn't open the door or anything it's, yeah. it's because it's chained shut and, you know, the armor can't bust through a, a rickety wooden barn because uh, it's Iron Man armor. It's not It's not built to last, I guess. Okay, so I want everybody to pay close attention here because this is going to be important, too. I want you to pay close attention to the fact that Tony Stark, armed with one, one glove, one boot, and a semi-automatic weapon, is successfully defending himself from a highly trained private military, private sector security group, all yeah. right? Just... Keep that keep that in mind because that could be that could be important. That's not going to like happen again at some point. Oh no, no, there's no way. Okay. There's no way. Um, again, you t- you talk about the action beats. I, this this is actually kind of cool. I mean, like yeah, some I, of the stuff that happens I think is it's actually great. it's you know. I like that guy. He's like, you know what? I don't like the, I don't like this job. This is yeah, I don't know. I think I'm it's done again. Kind of weak delivery, but whatever. Okay, so oh, the other armor made it. That's nice. Uh, do we get another crotch shot? Crotch shot. Yeah. Wait for it. Wait oh, for there it. There you go. And all right, we're gonna fly. Let's do it. Oh, we've got a we've got something to chase too. All right, so here we go. Ready to fly. Ready to fly. Oh no! We can't because the suit. Well, the have, fir- he's got, he doesn't have the new firmware. He he's the have, firmware. He doesn't have power, and he doesn't have a goddamn arc reactor in his chest to power the suit. And we haven't spent two movies explaining that the goddamn arc reactor powers the suit. Am I? I mean, am I legitimately? No, am I missing something? No, that is a, that is a, a huge. Ugh, you what know. the fuck is happening in this movie? And that's the that's the thing that pisses me off is they're just like oh don't pay attention to it kids it's an Iron Man movie the suit doesn't work I'm just like what well, and, and again I guarantee you there are people out there listening to it's like, that's not that big a fucking deal it is a and big fucking like, deal big fucking deal that's like it's it's like a core that concept kind of, of the whole series like if you don't have a, if you don't believe that that is part of this world then the other two movies don't even really have a point like that's the whole point of how he's able to do what he does. Oh, it's so goddamn frustrating. And I'm just like, look, like you want to come up with something, like you want to say that like they don't attack Tony, they attack Jarvis because yeah. Jarvis is you know like integral sure. to Tony operating the Iron Man suit. Like you, you want to go, you want to take like that tack yeah, with yeah. it. Then I'm like, okay, cool. Like you know that th- there's other ways that they could kind of accomplish this and do it. But the fact that that like the fact that like you've got two, three movies really with the Avengers, you've got three movies all saying. X equals X, and this movie comes along. And is like, nope, X equals Y. I'm like, what? Yeah. It just it's so goddamn frustrating because, and that's the thing. Like they do it, they do it with, they do it like, like oh nobody's nobody's gonna notice, nobody's gonna pay attention. We don't we don't have to take this seriously because nobody's gonna really pay attention to this. It's just fucking insulting. Yeah. And it, it just doesn't need to be that way either. Like you say, there's plenty of ways to get that. That's again that that's the most frustrating thing is it's not even that they do it. It's that there's no need for them to do it. If they had written themselves into a corner where they had to do it for some reason, it you'd, you'd I would almost forgive it a little bit. And I'd be like, all right, well they kind of did that to themselves. There's no re- there's a, a ton of reasons that you can think of to make it make sense or like 
It maybe maybe even just say like, hey, after all this time, his arc reactor is weakening. Like you know, he had that right. that you know uh, sort of problem. He or had something. Problem say in that part two. It didn't right. have it doesn't have enough to do all the stuff that needs to be done. Or this new suit yes. because it's a prototype runs it down faster. Or well, I mean, they could have fucking said anything to make it make sense as opposed to just pretending like it doesn't happen. Yeah. It- it, I, I think this this me. little bit of a me. minor reveal here is is kind of interesting too. Like, but again, the fact that he's got a, a but, daughter. This but disabled. like, you don't know anything about him. You don't care anything about what's going on with the vice. Right. You know, what I mean, like this is the first time you've hear him, well, him speak, and and it's ultimately pretty inconsequential in a yeah. sense. I, although I mean, I suppose that the. I suppose that you know the the idea is like well they couldn't do what they're doing without somebody on the inside and, yeah you know, so he's the exactly he's the like I said the, the the concept again this goes back to my whole thing the concept of this not that bad but there's just no reason for it there's no backing to it there's no we don't see any of the background to make it you care about it really right now if you pay no, this is if, not realistic if you pay close attention here would have been chewing gum that's as I was going to say like if you pay attention you can actually see him chewing gum inside <laughs> the, mask. the mask yes you can so the state of the art uh, coming up here the state of the art arc reactor in his chest uh, ain't enough to get the job done but thankfully we've got a car battery well you know it's I do think uh, the batteries on on a, on a boat are a hundred thousand times the strength of a car battery. It's it's a that's a good point. I hadn't thought about batteries that. on water. Uh, the power increases. It, it only hurts if you like think about it, right? Water. Yeah. Oh hey, here, give me a picture. <laughs> Take a selfie, quick. Alrighty, so uh, now begins the. Uh, I, I'll, I'll give him credit. I think this is probably one of the. Uh, I mean, this was definitely. One of the set piece moments from the early trailers, yeah, coming up, and and it is pretty. Uh, it's it's not bad. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. Guess who's going to get a Statue of Liberty statue stuck in their chest? I'm pretty sure that these guys wouldn't have been firing that quickly in an airplane anyway. But whatever, I guess. Uh, I mean, I guess if somebody gets, they don't they don't decompress them. the way that they do in the movies. I mean, like actually, what you're seeing right here. We're like you know, like they blew out a window, but everything's still pretty much fine. That's that's probably really oh, okay. yeah, that's pretty realistic. Did you ever see that MythBusters episode where they, they did this? It was good. You know what? Now you say that, I think I did. Did you just hear about them getting rid of uh, Carrie? What? The, the, yeah, Carrie like, Byron. Carrie, well, no, Carrie uh, Grant, awesome. Grant and Tory. Uh, Tory. Thank you. They uh, yeah, they they just they just kind of like let them go because they're going to go in a slightly new direction I think with the show or something I don't know what? I just saw it on Twitter the other day I was, I was really disappointed because I, I, I hate to say it I think I kind of grew to really enjoy their segments probably more I mean I, I like um, I agree Yeah, you know, I, I like uh, the other guys a lot but I just I don't know they they sort of I don't know something about their delivery and stuff was, was even a little bit better see, see how he's he's wearing he's got one of the Air Force officers hat yeah and he's wearing that it's like you know like I don't know like for some reason like he just strikes me as that character who like he like he sees hats and he's just like, got he, he's got to put it out he's, he's like I need a hat like well, I'm not really a want, bad guy without a you hat you don't want to point out the fact that he had a parachute on and he's going to jump out with a fucking hat like the fucking hat was going to stay on mm, when you're in a parachute. that's a good point that's a very good oh no oh, whoa, oh whoa, no whoa, whoa, the whoa. Iron Man armor is almost going to shut down how is it not shut down already because it got exposed I mean, to because he's something. touched him for way longer than that chick touched the uh, the other armor yeah these people still would have been dead as <laughs> like, like this whole 
this whole scene, as cool as it kind of is in concept, like, yeah, I don't know. It's they're probably, all fucking dead. They're all fucking dead. Okay, so we presume that, uh, we presume that that's that. He can't regenerate up. I mean, he can grow a fucking limb back, but I guess not a heart. But not a, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, because they, they yeah, kind of... That's, 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 that's let's, those, just let's just stop thinking yeah. about it. I mean, that's what the film wants us to do. The film wants us to stop thinking about it, so yeah. let's just oblige it this once. But you know, they, they, I, I, I guess they did. he doesn't even start flying forward at this point. Like you could at least start heading towards them. <laughs> My move, God. move, when, man. when you when you know you're going to have milliseconds. Now we are react. really just yeah. nitpicking. But yeah, you know, they they kind of explain the other woman's death. You know, when uh, you know she because she she was electrocuted. You know, so you know she's on the fucking phone lines. Even though I don't think that would electrocute you if you weren't grounded. But thinking again, sorry. Um, but I'm maybe, maybe she's wasn't like the first like it seemed like the first trailer for this movie was basically just like this scene. Well, it, or, or at it least the beginning trailer. of this. The I think they, of this scene. they they released like this scene because it was it was just this scene, right? And and, uh, and they didn't you know, even show it all the way to the end. They showed to like grabbing like the one of the last guys or something, you know, so you don't right. see the, the the payoff or whatever. But anyway, it, I, they I actually thought it was really cool, and, and it sort of started a new thing, or maybe they didn't start it necessarily, but it's a new thing where. You're starting to see, like, besides just getting trailers, a lot of times you get, like, exclusive clips from the movie yeah. early on, and that's becoming more and more popular, which I'm not... I have mixed feelings about it. Seeing it for this actually did get me kind of excited, but I, I hope they don't do it too much, because it, it does sort of show you... It's a fine line. Yeah. It's a fine line. Now, they do this whole gag here where he's electrifying his armor. Um, he's, like, running electric grass. current through them so that, like, they can't let go, you know? Yeah. So, like, you know, they've got... An electrical charge. and There's and, also people hanging on to his back, which has jets that fire here in a second. <laughs> but, you know. But uh, it's uh, – the, the thing – I guess the, the thing about it is that they go through such lengths to explain you know, because they're like, oh, there's no way you'd be able to hang on. You know, because yeah. the, like, like the guy right next to Iron Man has got the weight of seven people on him. You yeah. know, like there's no way you'd be able to hold on. You know, your, your muscles would get tired. It's interesting the things that they chose – to, to, to be to, to, to like get into yeah. is like okay like we have to like there's oh, got to be some it. logical way that we can do this. <laughs> I know we'll use we'll use electrical current. It's interesting that the 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 insignificant, relatively insignificant things that they chose to apply their logic filters to yeah. when you know these huge gaping holes in their script uh, didn't get the same level of uh, of scrutiny. Yeah. And it turns out that he wasn't actually in the armor at all. It was remotely operated. And what, and what was the reasoning for that again? Like, was it they had to go in a different direction or something? Like, they were going this way and the people were... Like, yeah, I, yeah. I never really remember them explaining why he couldn't... They did. I, I think it was mostly... I think it was mostly because they wanted a gag where the armor would completely explode. Oh, well, that, okay, well, that makes sense then. That makes sense. Okay, now they find... See that last piece of rubble oh, yeah. that was blocking yeah. that? Now we can get to it, so... That's exactly right. Because, yeah. again, I mean, and it's not as though one of these suits of armor isn't going to show up and have, like, two, like, gigantic, like, mining drills on the fucking hands. Yeah, or, or missiles to blow up the fucking, you know, you know roof. Thank, thank goodness that, uh, that that didn't happen. Okay. So, um, this scene is rather, I don't know, it's kind of odd. Like, a little bit of, like, the, the kind of the old <laughs> geeky Killian sort of, you know. Coming through a little. Comes through just a little bit here. And, and and basically just flat out admits to Pepper that like basically the reason I'm kidnapping you and doing all this is just because I want you as a trophy and I actually said that out loud. Again, I think Guy Pierce does as much with it as he can. Yeah. <laughs> but at some point, 
at some point, like you just got to admit, like this dialogue's really shitty. This is really. really I, I, I think terrible. it. I think it really was just that, like you know, look, let's just get it over with at this yeah. point. How much? How many more days we got to shoot? Okay, I'm, I'm ready to get it over with at this point. Okay, so let's um, let's review for just a second here. Um, so he's, he's revealing this plan. He's going to fucking, he's going to fucking kill the president, you know, with this goddamn oil tanker. Um, Iron Man one, bad guy is Obadiah Stane. He's a rival for Tony's control over, uh, Stark Industries. Uh, he, he's in a position that he could very well take over the company. And so he tries to have Tony killed in order to affect uh, that that gain for himself. He's also selling weapons to uh, to, to the terrorists. He's selling weapons to both sides in this uh, struggle. And um, when people start finding out about it, he starts killing them to cover his tracks. Okay, mm-hmm. that is that's who the villain from Iron Man One is and why he does what he does. Okay, mm-hmm. so Iron Man Two, you've got Ivan Vanko. Uh, who's got a personal vendetta against the Stark family because of the stuff that went on between uh, his father and Tony's father. Stealing the concept for it and, and not and giving him any credit. Getting no credit for it. You know, his father dies penniless and yeah. sick uh, you know, because of you know, what the Stark family did to him. He swears revenge and, and goes after Tony as a result. Uh, he hooks up with Justin Hammer. Who who doesn't want to kill Tony? Who says as much? Doesn't want to kill Tony, but you know he, he kind of gets in. He wants to try to use story. Ivan to you know to you know secure his own government contracts, you know, and yep. and all that. And so you know he he works with uh, with Vanko to do that. Vanko, of course, double crosses him to kill Tony and get revenge. Okay, Iron Man three. Aldrich Killian invents a terrorist, commits terrorist acts. Kidnaps and plans to kill the president of the United States because Tony Stark stands him up on that hotel but, roof. But stands him up on New Year's Eve. <laughs> oh, you're right. Totally. I mean, think about that. I mean, how would, how would you feel? <laughs> I know. Like, okay, I went to school with this guy who got stood up on New Year's Eve one year. That guy, Osama bin Laden. Wow. That's yeah. deep. That's so I mean, deep. I didn't, you know... But Homeland Security I mean, never came and talked to me about it. I could have helped him out a long time ago. You know why he did it? Because he got stood up, got stood up New on New Year's Eve. Eve. But I mean, think about—I mean, think oh, about the motivation of this you, character. This movie is literally saying that. I mean, this guy is. Like, there there literally like, is absolutely no other reason he's doing it. Because that's the oh. thing. You, you pointed that out to me a few days ago before we started, you know, recording, and I was just like. Holy shit! That's like you, what it's, the you really, fuck is going on in I, this movie? It's, it it uh, it really is. It's, there is absolutely no good reason any of this is happening. Oh my god! And then this this bit here with the the we're playing the fish out of water joke with Tony because Tony doesn't understand how you know, the magazines for for handguns work. I'm like I'm almost positive that about 18 minutes ago Tony was single handedly taking out a private military brigade with. A submachine gun, one glove, and one. We boot. even mentioned, I think, at that point that 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 would be silly that if they be... were to like go back and, and try to pretend like he didn't. Know so it. on the one hand, Tony Stark can take out an entire like like entire private sector security company <laughs> with his with his Ace Hardware Sam Fisher commando kit, and then his one boot, one glove, and submachine gun. Yeah. And then we get to this scene, and they're like, "Nope, Tony doesn't know anything uh, about guns." guns. Now, real quick. Uh, so- Here's arguably one of the best and worst sort of things of this film. Yeah. This scene is wicked. I'm not going to lie. Even when I was not happy so far at this movie, 
that part where you see like the little light and then it yeah. becomes two lights and then all the other lights and you realize that it's all the armor and you're like, shit oh, is about shit. to go down. And it does. Shit goes down. Uh, well, but they get torn to pieces. I mean, they're, they're against literally, it looks like half as many extremist people as there are, you know, suits of armor. And they realistically don't, they, they don't do all that well. They get kind of ripped to shreds in a lot of cases. It's just, it, it's sort of odd. They don't really use, like, the abilities of the suits that much except for, like, that one. But everything else basically just does the, you know, flying around and banging into them kind of thing, you know? It's so just, basically just, like, really sophisticated battering ram. It's just, it's sort of weird. I don't know. It just sort of, I felt Hulk like... Buster. You see this scene and you think that's amazingly awesome, but what does the Hulkbuster do? It comes in and holds something up. <laughs> And that's it. That's it. That is it. You literally, I don't think we ever see him again, do we? Yeah, you might be right. I really don't think you ever see him again. And you never see any of the suits of armor, like the, the was it the, uh, what was the one, the silver and red one that had kind of the, the sort of old school vibe to it? It was called like the Silver Centurion or something like yeah, that armor. Right. Like you see that for a second and, and then it just gets torn to shreds. Like you never, I don't know, it's like, it felt like such a weak payoff like for such, for something that was just such, so easily hey just do some cool shit with the robots and they didn't even fucking do that or with the suits of armor you didn't even fucking yeah. get that here it comes right here um great give me a suit can't they're only coded to me oh good thing you didn't have pepper wearing a suit at the beginning of the movie controlling it autonomously it completely invalidates that bit of, that bit of dialogue because well, at that point <sighs> at that point that wasn't he he made them coded only to him at that point oh god it's just like yeah, it's fucking ridiculous it's like you're, you're literally telling me one thing and then an hour later telling me the exact opposite yeah and again, like, I'm just, like, like we're just supposed to pretend like this isn't happening. Like, uh, just, yeah. just ignore it. It's not, okay. Like, that fucking guy couldn't have drilled out of the goddamn armor cave. Bullshit! It's this so fucking funny. movie is bullshit! <laughs> oh, my God, this makes do, me so I, honest angry. Honest to goodness, I only see maybe 12 extremist people in this entire fight. And like, realistically... 12, uh, let's say 20. All right. But there's let's easily that many or more suits of armor in here, but they're only ever seen fighting like three at a time against the extremist people. Like, you know, one suit of armor. So they, must be like, out, they must be really outnumbered. Well, no, I'm saying that the fucking suits of armor aren't helping one another. There's <laughs> eight, 18 of them are flying around while one drops down and tries to take out a couple of them. It's right. just fucking stupid. It just, literally, you look at the numbers on screen and it makes no sense. Oh, no. I've been touched by something hot again. My my armor's wouldn't wouldn't he like fall through? The my armor's wrecked. Burning hot. I mean, you know what? What? And I'm I'm really am trying to just judge the film on its own merits. I'm not like I, I'm not even going into like well in the extremist comics it did something much more sure, interesting. Sure, sure, yeah. But that's true. Uh, you know, I, I would highly recommend you read Extremis because it's much, uh, it's much more interesting. There, there was an anime of it too, wasn't there? Is there? Was it? Yeah. I oh, I think there was. I, I, I wonder if it's you know holds true or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Look, he's you, got Robocop's. I was fucking gonna say, yeah, <laughs> he has the fucking Robocop hand, which is so obviously the Robocop hand makes you wonder, like. You know, were they just like? I, I wonder we if Shane Black, the fucking robot hand. He's got to have Robocop a Robocop hand. data spike. Come on! I wonder if Shane Black was an uncredited. Uh, he, writer he, yeah, yeah it almost had to be. I know Frank Miller worked on Robocop. Really? I yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Of course. Did you see the new one? No, I haven't yet. I've, 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 
I, I don't know. I, I never heard great things about it, but I didn't. I also didn't hear like it was the worst thing ever either. So I don't. I don't know. I'm yeah, kinda... that was kind of Ace's right. He was like, yeah, it was decent. I'd, I'd actually but like to see not it. Super enthusiastic. This this whole yeah, constantly trying to get armor and can't ever seem to make it work. I don't know. It seems sort of. Well, that's like up to a point. Like it's kind of cool and exciting, but then like it just kind of goes on maybe a little too long. Yeah. That's all. And what what was it that it got hit with? Just that thing. It was a, it was a, it was a fiendish it was a fiendish thingy. It was which well, is yeah. to say it was right, what, you, what you don't you don't realize is that that armor it needed to be out of the way for him not to go. So so yeah. the story just made that happen. Arr, not happening. Not happening. Um. But certainly. Uh, as as much as I'm not responding to some of this, I'll give them I'll, I'll give them credit that the action is is more dynamic, um, certainly you know bigger and and more exciting I guess than than you know what we'd seen in in one or two. I don't know. I, are you really you, you pretty strongly no, feel that I, way? I, I do. I legitimately I legitimately think that the action set pieces in this film. Are, are probably more imaginative than, I, than what was in the first two movies. I, I will give you that they might be a little more imaginative, like they do some different stuff, but I actually kind of think I still like... Like, I actually love, in the uh, in the second one, that whole thing on the racetrack with fucking... Uh, Whiplash. Whiplash for, coming out for the first yeah. time, like fucking cutting the cars in half and shit. Like, I... It's cool. I, like, to me, that's pretty badass. And, and even in, um, like, the, the very, you know, first sort of breakout scene, the very first one with the... Uh, you know the the first Iron Man armor or whatever the Mark One. coming out. Yeah, like I don't know. I I, I dig some of those moments, and, and I, maybe again, maybe it's just because I don't care for this movie as much that I, I have a harder time getting excited about it. But I don't know. I, I like this whole scene. I got to be honest. I don't find all that exciting because I just I feel like it's stupid. I mean, there's yeah. so like there's no way that the armor that is there should be having any trouble taking on the the, the issue that they're you know come across in here. And also, I don't think that Tony tried nearly hard enough to save her from that fall. Like it just it, that did not seem believable at all. For as as, as his his mate for life, right? He would have fucking jumped with her, basically. Like I, I just don't. I don't know. That that always seemed. To but be then fine. we couldn't have the reveal. Well, now I, I realized the movie had to do it this way. The movie had to do it that way. But that's Tony. because the it movies um, poor. Yeah, no, of poor quality. But I, I do. I think that. Uh, look at look at the uh, the end finale of Iron Man two. You know you've got like that whole kind of sequence where Tony is, uh, yeah. is flying around the the, uh, the Stark campus and like, I, chasing that, him. Yeah. But then like when it finally comes down to it, like when it's, when Iron Man and War Machine finally land in that little grotto and and all of those all robots those drop around, in, yeah. it's over in no time. It is. Yeah, you, you're exactly right. And I, I had kind of forgotten about that. You're right. That is pretty weak. Weak sauce. It's just. Uh, it, it's not that there's no good ideas there. It just. Like it's the difference between it's the difference between just like and you know like having like a beat that's got some action in it and then like you know really kind of designing like an action set piece that you know has like its own kind of you know four act structure and True. that kind of thing and, and this does have that I mean this des- this definitely has uh, this definitely has uh, some great some great stuff going on as an action set piece but it's so. just that everything else around it is. Uh, it's just hideous. It's just hideous, and you know, it's it's one thing if it's if, if it's a movie like Pacific Rim. I mean, Pacific Rim is flat out telling you, you know, we are telling you a very simple kind of morality story about you know bravery and adventure and 
you know, all that. And, the, you know, there's, there's some drama in it. There's some character development. But, you know, we are telling you a very, very simple story for the sake of, you know, the love of this genre of having, you know, giant robots fighting giant monsters. You know, we're not trying to be anything more than that. Whereas this film is like going into like all these psychological things and yeah. post-traumatic stress, these anxiety attacks and, you know, and, and Tony like, you know, trying to get his shit together and his relationship, his life, etc. This movie is purporting to to be uh, a, um, a deeper experience and ultimately treating it like that, like that, right like there. that, right there. Like, like, like this big build up, this big, like you know what? Hey, it's finally gonna, it's gonna make it. It's smart. gonna come it's together gonna, and boom, no, nope, playing it for laughs. Yep. Alrighty. The good news is it's almost over. <laughs> so, this is. Again, this is one of those things where, where I honestly think that like the movie industry ought to they ought to consult with the game industry on like boss fight mechanics, you know, because there are people idea. in the game industry that like really really understand like how you do like you know like boss fight mechanics and like what it takes to take down the boss, which is essentially what the, you know what's going on right here. Yeah. But basically, what's going to happen here with Killian is okay, you know, so we surrounded him with the Iron Man armor and then we blew it up. Um. And huzzah! But of course, you know he's gonna he's gonna come crawling out of the wreckage like the Terminator or something, and that's cool and everything. And then the way that they're ultimately gonna take him down, they're gonna blow him up again. Because if at first you don't succeed, well, a, a, a better they're gonna do a better job of it this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Another explosion is is the way to go. Um, and it, and it's just, like I don't find that I don't find that particularly inventive. I agree. Um, it feels a little bit like a letdown. Like you're kind of like, all right, well, you know, what's, I mean, this guy, you know, like literally with one fiery hot finger of death, this guy can disable, you know, iron Patriot armor. He can, you know, go toe to toe with iron man. And he just survived, you know, this huge explosion. What, I mean, what's it going to take to, you know, to take him down? Is Tony going to have to like blow a hole in his chest? Like the guy on the plane, is he going to have to electrocute him? Like the, the chick uh, back in Rose Hill, Tennessee. Yeah. Like it's it's got to be one of two things. It either has to be something so you know apocalyptically powerful that you can believe that it takes out this all powerful being, or something so creative that it's like this, you know. Oh, I'd never thought of that. Yeah, or or like it turns it on so you're like you never thought right. that like oh this one thing is his weak weak point that we we didn't realize till just now or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or and like, then, like he we, has to make him fight hard because eventually he'll burn himself out or something. You know, like they yeah. they could do all kinds of things instead of just. You know. Yep. And then... And this uh, is that whole gag with the, the... You know, using the... You know, was it using the shell, like, to, you know, blast... Uh, like like Tony does at the first, uh, you know, attack. Okay, look out. She's got... Now she's got an Iron Man arm on, and look out. She's got a fucking shell, and... Zap. Okay, so so he's, just oh, he's so, already, so, he was already weakened. He was right. already weakened. He was by ar- the first he was he was already weakened because we saw the cracks. He well, he was probably weakened from that great line of dialogue where I am the Mandarin. <laughs> he was probably weakened from <laughs> that delivering was that, that was better actually that I think, hideous line of dialogue. Um, 
but yeah, so, so that, that's exactly right. So having the having the source that powers the Iron Man armor go critical doesn't do this guy in, but a secondary explosion from a warhead does. It's a pretty big warhead, pretty big shell, though. You know, I mean, it yeah, was... yeah. Clearly, clearly, I'm being too hard on this movie. Um, I, you know, the, the, I think this, again, one another little thing that was just a little bit of a miss is you have this whole buildup where. I don't even know if you believe it or not, but like, you know, where Pepper doesn't maybe understand what Tony has to go through. I mean, frankly, I think Pepper's the only one that ever did maybe at least have an semblance of understanding, but she has this line where she says like, you know, I'm starting to understand what, why you, you know, why you enjoy it so much or whatever she says. And because who, because black pay attention. Well, but but, you know, it's, it's like that moment where it's like, you know, she sort of finally realizes what, you know, and I guess it's a mix of what a rush versus also just like what you can do with it, and you know, yada yada yada. And but then they just go into like you know jokes about sports bras and like you know, <laughs> I don't know. Well, and again, like like you know, what is what is the what is the message here? Like you know, what what is it that that the film is telling us that you know what has changed with Tony Stark uh, that you know that we are meant to believe and. So on the one hand, we you know about forty minutes ago, we were told, "Hey, you're a mechanic. You need to build something. Like that's how you that's how you fix things. That's how you deal with stuff." It's like, "That's right. I am, and I'm back on the track." And I noticed he hasn't had an anxiety attack since that happened. And now it's like, okay, now in order to in order to be complete, I have to blow up all the shit well, that I built. It's like, I, all right, that makes perfect. Wait, no, I no, sort it doesn't. of I sort of get it. Like like earlier in the film, I, I will say I think that it is more like. To, to get through his stress, he needs to build stuff. I think this is him sort of, it's a little bit of like showing her that he is, he is going to change more direct. Like, like right. our life is going to be different going forward now right. because. It is I, going to be different because now you're infected with extremists, which will kill you if I don't figure it out. Well, but he fixes it. So it's going to be, it's going to be a lot different. He fixes it here in just a second because it's really easy to fix. You just, but you just I, fix it. But like, doesn't like Pepper kind of come off as like an incredibly selfish person? Where she's like, "Look, like I get that all of these suits of armor that you made allowed you to literally save the world from an alien invasion. But goddamn it, Tony, I'm more important than the world. I mean, like, isn't it kind of saying that? In fairness, though, level? she was there and saw the piss poor job they did fighting off the extremists <laughs> in that fight. So maybe she's just like, "Look, you do need to fucking start over. I mean, these things, these are things shit. suck. Come on." All right, so you, you uh, literally the most advanced version of your armor, the Mark Forty Two, is the biggest piece of like you've just been getting worse as you've gone on. Like you know the the first one you did was better. So here we go. Uh, and why couldn't this have been done before? I, I've it, always sort of you it know, is. Like, it's an interesting. I, I always thought the whole thing was that it was so difficult that basically the, the surgery would kill him. Yes, yes. But then, like at the end of the movie, it's all like, this stuff is no going problem. on. They're just like, you know yeah. what? I'm gonna get that done now. It's like saying, like, you know, yeah, you know, like, I've, you know, I've had that hangnail for a couple of years now, but I just really haven't wanted to have it done. But you know what? I've been I'm going to have get it the done. tires of my car changed. I've been meaning to do that for a while, and now is I'll the just time. Go ahead and do it. But, yeah, it is kind of interesting how nonchalantly they treat that, given that, you I know, mean, like, it was sort of like the whole point was that they're so close to his heart that you can't safely operate. Literally, them. they do it in a scene where, with voiceover talking about basically other things, except just a mere mention of that, yeah. and they just show a scene of them like, ploop, chink, yeah. there you go. Done and done. Done and done. Uh, it, it, it is treated like like so many things in this film. It's not. It doesn't seem to be treated with, with and, much. And, and rather than embrace this kid, bring him into the fold, you I know, like give him some sort of life. He just he just fucking buys a bunch of toys. That's right. Uh, 
And the uh, what, you think you think it's gonna happen because we saw the limited edition watch got destroyed. Oh, it's oh, back. oh it's it's back. Back. so it could have been too fucking limited. Cause we found it. <laughs> Um, Kid's reaction is awful too. Yeah, I will say there's one little mild bit or a, a, a couple of little things that are happening. One, I do love after all this bullshit's happening. You know, and he, he obviously gives two shits about all of his fucking armor and all that sort of stuff. He does save the dummies. He does save right. the the two you know armature you know kind of things out of everything that he was going to save. I, I kind of like that because I think he shows that there is a personality to the to these you know people. That's why it bothers me that he just. Fucking nonchalantly blows up all the other armor, but yeah. uh, whatever. But at least he, at least he does save those two, which I do think is, I don't know, mildly. And who has that fucking short of the screwdriver? I mean, like, I've got you know, none of those. I mean, really, that's the one thing you find. Seriously, I, uh, I, I really, I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm questioning. Like, I want to know what it, what the film is trying to tell me here. You know, because on the one hand, he's saying like, and how did you get a trailer hitch on that fucking car? Um. So on the one hand, on the one hand, you know, he's like, you know, I am Iron Man. I'm like, really? Because the power supply that powered all your suits, you just threw into the ocean and you just blew up all your fucking Iron Man armor. So I'm kind of questioning whether or not you are Iron Man. And I'm pretty much, I'm pretty sure that Pepper Potts is going to be the superhero of this franchise moving forward. Last thing. I actually love this end sequence. Do you? When I was watching it again, it's just badass. It really is. Because it's shots from like all of the movies, and it's kind of like all the action pieces, and the, the music they play with it. I actually think this is kind of a badass little montage at the end. You know the thing about... It's, it's like my favorite part of the movie. Like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, the movie's over one. So well, that's because, were... because two-thirds of the footage being shown wasn't from this piece Absolutely. That's was exactly what I was saying. Like, it, it's, it's from more of the other films. You know what's interesting? Like, you listen to the music of this and everything, and I think, like, it really gives you some insight into what Shane Black felt about this. I think Shane Black basically thought, this is my opportunity to, to direct a, an episode of the 60s Batman show. This, yeah. this, this is like you know, like his Adam West, Burt Ward. You're, you're not wrong. Batman. I mean, like you listen to the music of this, and you just like see how all this is put together, and it seems like that was what he was going for. Is, is like you know, he just he was like, you know what, like this Iron Man series needs it really needs to get camped the fuck up. Like we just need to make with the silly, and uh, and and that's what. And there, I mean, and really, aside from the fact that that is a horrible fucking idea, yes. that it's 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 a strong theory. It is. It, it was. It's got legs, doesn't it? But anyway, um, yeah, I, I think I think it is kind of interesting. I, I think in some ways this in sequence does kind of um, speak to maybe his frame of mind going into this. Yeah. Um, yep. I would. Uh, on the other hand, I mean, you got to you got to give him credit. Uh, no, they've set themselves up for a great. I mean, whatever Iron Man Four is, it's going to be great. I, just I, I have forced myself to watch four Transformers films thinking very similar thoughts. Like, hey, look, right. when, when, when the bar is literally laying on the ground... It can't get lower. It, you can't, it cannot get lower. Unless and you grab a shovel and start digging. And somehow... You know, it, it's interesting because I think that we both... I think we both uh, watched this movie this time... And felt and and felt uh, it was not near like okay that's the thing you're gonna listen to this commentary and think that we're beating it up no that's exactly right like, like oh, we're not this being is, near this is not nearly as hard this on it as a we were fraction of how difficult no. we've been on it over the years but uh, if only we'd been doing the drive home breakdown when this came out but like our conversation in the in the car ride home from watching this movie was a hundred times we were a hundred times 
more down on this movie than we have been here. Oh yeah. Like my opinion of it has improved since I, I saw absolutely. it. Absolutely. I will. I will absolutely say. But it's mostly I, because of Transformers Four. Like having seen Transformers Four, I'm like, I've seen. I've seen what a truly, truly terrible I have film is now. Looked into the eyes of the devil, and I understand. That's that, right, you know, and, and that's the thing. By comparison, this film is better than Transformers Four, and I'll give it I'll credit give, for that. I, you know, in, in all fairness, I will say I remember uh, when we came out of the theater the first time, just being so. I, I just thought I just thought that the, the story was so poor, the pacing was so. I just I felt like it was done so poorly. I will say, having watched it again. Certain aspects of it were not nearly as bad as I remembered them being. Right. It, it was definitely watchable. I, I will. Admit, I will totally admit to that. Up, right. up until really up until having to watch it again, I, I really didn't want to. So I was like, look, I don't. I honestly don't think that I can get through it again. And, and really, I told you, it took me a couple. Like it took me watching. I had to watch it in two parts going through that first time again. Yeah. But after I got through with it, I really did kind of come back and say, you know, as as as. Much of a missed opportunity as I think that it was, it still was not nearly as bad as I remembered it as I remembered it being. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you know, for for what it's worth, as much as we beat it up <laughs> here, I that that's a much more positive take on it than we originally had. That's I, I, that's the thing. I totally significantly agree. not right, like uh, significantly so. Not, significantly. Not, not just like you know, eh, it was not quite as bad. I mean, it's it was significantly feel differently about it now than I do. Than originally. I, I felt I felt a lot better about watching it uh, the second time around than I did after the theater. And that's the, I mean, like people are going to listen to this commentary and, and think that you know, like that's just lip service that we're joking. No, absolutely not true. Even with all the things that we've talked about here that we hate about the movie, and there are so many of them. Uh, I, I have a higher opinion of it now than I did at the theater. After the theater, I mean, we were uh, like, there was just nothing. literally was one nothing. of the the single worst experiences watching a film in my entire life. And, and yeah, now I'm like, yeah, you know, easily, yeah. Like and now it really is one of those where before I just I honestly it was like, okay, there's Iron Man one loved, Iron Man two not bad, and then that's where the series ended. And now yeah. now I can at least say, yeah, you know, Iron Man three just wasn't that good. And it, it's it's still there. Can I can I just point some? I just thought about this. I want to get it out before yeah. I forget about. It. But there's there's one again, and I know you know people probably don't care this much about some of these things. But like, so the clean slate program. Right. What, what does it do? Blows up all the armor. Who is in a piece of armor right now when that scene is going on? That was created by Tony Stark. Rode. President. The president and wrote it. Yeah, or, oh, you know, well, yeah, yeah. Wrote it. I guess wrote it. Took over. Or, or yeah, I think he said, get, "I'll have to get it." You know, can you get out of it now for me right. or something? You know, whatever. So what happens? So he's Rode? dead. <laughs> he's dead. Yeah, he is. He's fucking dead. <laughs> Clean slate program killed him. <laughs> I, I just I, I remember watching this the, the second time through, thinking that I was just like, so, "Okay, so it, it it kills all the armor." Okay, there's there's at least one piece of armor that Tony did make. Right, like it was that wasn't one made by the military, was it? Based no. on his design, he actually made that one. He made the Mark first, II. and then ah, eh, fuck it. It's I know it's a stupid point, but just it's just one of those things. Like I'm like, ah, anyway. But they use the electrical current to keep the people. From oh, falling. that's right, that's right. I forgot about that. They, they did do that. Yeah, maybe they used electrical current to not blow that. Up. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think we're going to see now? Wait, an, here, real quick. Okay. We do have. Let's not. We probably shouldn't give our final impressions of it. No, because right. the movie's not over yet. The movie is not over yet. No, there's still one and, more And you know what? I, I got to be honest. I'm right now. I'm on the. I'm teetering on the edge. <laughs> I could go either way. So this last scene could could really save the picture. It could, you're right. It, it could be the make or break. It could. It it could really I think could. it could save. I'm sorry. You, you were about to say something. Else. I I was just going to ask. I can't remember if they've announced. We're not going to see another Iron Man film before Avengers: Age of Ultron, are we? 
they've announced four, but I don't know when it is in the time frame. I don't think so because 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 Avengers, Avengers is next, next year. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be next year is Avengers and and Ant-Man. Star Wars. Well, no, what's the other Marvel though? There's two. Oh, uh, let's see. Well, they just started shooting Ant Man like this week. Oh, okay. So well, what's the other one then? Because there's another. There's another maybe it is one Ant-Man. of the franchise. I, I almost thought it was Ant Man because I remember thinking it was a little lackluster. Like it's like you, you have Avengers, which of course is going to be the big one, and then the other one, which is maybe a little bit. Uh, I, well, I say lackluster. It's just it's, it's you know not one of the big franchises they've had right, so far. Right, right. Yeah, I, I guess I guess it's possible that we might see we might see Ant Man next year. Although, if Avengers is going to be next summer, I presume that Ant Man will be like in the fall, like maybe like 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 the same time frame as like Guardians or Thor. Thor is like usually like November, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I suppose we could see Ant Man in the bottom half of the year. But yeah, next year is pretty big. We got we got Avengers, we got Star, Star Wars. Wars got pushed to sixteen. Though. Did it get pushed to sixteen? I, well, I, I, I kept I, I kept I I don't know. Like I've really not been I've been trying to not trying to be keep away no, too I, much I, on it because people people are, are kind of starting to spoil stuff a little bit. I believe I heard that it got pushed to twenty sixteen. But now I, I'll okay, be honest, yeah, I could be so. I, cause, you know I think because the. Uh, thing with Harrison Ford, you know, they had to retool the, you know, the picture a little bit because he got hurt, you know, on the set, and yeah. then I, I think just some difficulties and, and you know, or not difficulties, but just you know, getting it such a big project. Let's see, since, since we got a minute before uh, before this this make or break scene comes up, let's let's see if Internet Movie Database is. Yeah, make sure you get that done quick. You don't want to miss. I mean, this this end scene could be. IMDb still got it slated for fifteen. Uh, that I mean, okay. that doesn't mean anything. But yeah, well, I mean, it's possible. It's just uh, it's just what they're saying. Uh, I read that. Uh, let's just talk about anything other than this. I read that. Uh, I think. I think they they got the first draft of the script for Star Trek Three, which uh, Robert Orkey is going to direct. Yeah. I think they. I think they got the first draft. Finished. I think we were talking about how like I th- I've heard that they're trying to go a little bit more like an episode of style series, series which, which I'm I so love. down yeah. for. I, I love. I love the idea of basically just kind of doing like. Well, and it, like yeah, it, it's a little like, bit the way that like the second one started, where yeah. you kind of like are like picking up like at the tail end of just some adventure that the Enterprise exactly, is having. exactly. I, I actually am really, really enamored d- of that idea. I do too, and, and to me, it's something like I almost think it's a great way of almost sort of like counter programming because at that point you're going to have Star Trek or Star Wars out. Yeah, you know, I think they almost need to do something that's sort of a little different, so they're maybe not butting heads with a lot. Of, you know, I don't know. Like, and, and I, I, I love, I love the series. I've actually been kind of going back and watching some. Uh, you know, rewatching the the original series and some next gen and stuff, and man, it just it's just such a good show, and I'd love to see that done as more of a like you know kind of serialized type thing versus the uh, oh oh. I noticed they think Epic Games here. I, I'm curious. I'm curious about that. They also think MSNBC. Though, so <laughs> really I don't know if that means anything. Um, All right, so here it is. Uh, this this was I didn't know what to expect from the tag scene. I'm still not really sure what to expect from the tag scene. And but, I've watched um, it two or three times now. I you know I guess that on the one hand they're kind of explaining like why we've been hearing the voiceover this whole time. This has been Tony you know relating the story to we find out Bruce Banner. And I th- oh he's asleep though because oh, <laughs> he hadn't been listening to any of it. That's <laughs> funny. He's smarter than we are. Clearly, yeah, he, he is, is a scientist. He is. he is a genius, Tony, because he hasn't been listening to all of this rambling shit. He, he and you really and I is. have. That's just, that's... Um, but um, I, I think that the reason this is in here is basically because Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo have like a real kind of bromance going on. Yeah. You know, they, they get along really well. They really it's, like acting together. I think that that is about the only reason this is in there. The, I guess the, the thing that is, is 
they kind of got to a point where more, more and more has been made of these little ending sequences. And I have to admit, I almost feel like they, they felt a little bit pressured. And they're like, look, rather than try to do something crazy, rather than try to tie it into, you know, Winter Soldier, or rather, you know, whatever the next film is, yeah. let's just do something that's kind of funny. It, it's it's okay. It's, oh, Tony Stark's going to come back. They're going to make another? Thank God. Um. Anyway, but, I, I, I'm disappointed. I, I mean, the, the tag scenes were so were such a great part of the Phase One movies, and the fact that they did, yeah, they you know, they did have a couple of misses though. Like, uh, what was the one at the end of um, what was at the end of the two Thor movies? I feel like there's one of those that was so really weak. The, the first, the first Thor, uh, the first Thor movie set up the Tesseract. Um, it was when... Oh, like, that's right. They went back, looked They her. brought, like, Eric Selvig, like, down yeah. to some, you know, like, underground base, and Nick Fury shows him the Tesseract, and you see Loki, like, in the reflection of, like, some some piece of equipment or glass or something off to the side. And But isn't that, like, the first tag scene? Because didn't, didn't the first a lot of them do, like, the, the... Like, they did, like, the... They did the ending scene, tag scene, and then they did, like, the end of credit scene, and it had, like, the one where the animal was running across and stuff. That, like, yeah, that did... was Thor 2. Okay, like, uh, that one, I thought, like, that, those I always think are kind of weak. Like, those, those yeah. second ones where there's really, it's it's meant to be just sort of a last laugh or something. Really, I gotta be honest, even the Avengers one, I don't really care for, where the they're sitting there, scene. the shawarma scene, where they're sitting there yeah. eating. I just, I feel like it's kind of, I mean, it's 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 so throwaway that I just almost I'm like, why did you even do it? You know, I mean, it's right. it's like because I mean they apparently had to fucking bring people back in. I mean, they flew people back in. Chris Evans has a fucking beard and has to cover it with his fist, you know, while he's sitting there eating. And I, I don't know, it just it didn't do enough for me to even warrant it to a certain degree. Right. I don't know, but it's just me, I guess. I, I don't mind the one with the Avengers so much as. Well, like certainly this one, I think this one's pretty throwaway, and yeah. I, don't, I don't find the one in Thor two to be all that compelling either. And that's the thing. I mean, like in thinking about the Phase two movies, I mean, the only tag scene that's really contributed to the overall mythos, I guess, has been Winter Soldier, which sets up Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's been the only tag scene that's really contributed to the mythos, which is a pretty pretty it sharp just, right it turn. Like, it seemed like the first, you know, the the, the Phase one, they were very it was. It, just, it kind of feels like the phase ones were just planned out a lot better. Yeah, like, you know, it, it, so. it feels like they planned those out so well. And maybe that is why that run up till Avengers was so perfect. I mean, it really was. I mean, you, you I think you'd, you'd be hard-pressed to say they could have done that much better. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, all of the movies, everything hit a perfect note. And the second ones, it's been a little spottier. It's been a little hit or miss. I Like, you know, I, I will say Winter Soldier, I fucking love. Yeah, Winter Soldier's but been Thor, easily Thor 2 was... was you know, not bad, I, but it, but it, it wasn't bit of a letdown. Yeah, bit of a letdown. But anyway, there it is. Uh, the the long threatened uh, commentary for Iron Man three. Yeah, and hopefully it was. If you didn't like Iron Man three, then we we understand your pain. your pain. And if you did like Iron Man three and have been scratching your head as to why we didn't, hopefully you understand why now. And hopefully you don't think that we are questioning your sanity by saying that we don't like it. Because it seems like we got a couple of people that thought with Transformers that way. Like, Did we say we thought you were – I think we just said we don't understand how you could like that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe – and I'll admit, maybe maybe we said it more strongly enough that it came across that way. I but so, I, some people are always – I think some people always kind of have a bit of a – I don't maybe maybe they feel like when you say that like this movie is shit that there's like an accusatory thing to it if they if like you, it. Like, well, I think I do remember saying something along the lines of like and if if you like it, I really have a hard time understanding yeah. you, you know how we would see to get eye to eye on anything because this is so and and I still sort of feel that way, but that also doesn't mean that like, you know, we right. can't be friends. 
That's true. I, but <laughs> I feel like, I, I feel like I, I can understand how people could like Iron Man three. It basically involves not really paying attention to it. Yeah, I mean, like if you just if you kind of just ignore the posters it. were pretty solid. <laughs> but like, I mean, if you if you just buy it solely to put on your shelf and like complete a collection, I, I that's, I a, that's, a, that's a perfectly there. valid reason. Uh, but uh, that's the thing is like I think like I could easily see if you're the kind of person, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that to to, to be an asshole. I mean, if you're the kind of person that like like none of the things that we talked about, you thought about. You're just like I they didn't even occur to me. I wasn't thinking about that. I was just kind of like you know into the action or whatever. Then I, I totally I get, get that. Yeah. I totally get how you can enjoy this film. Um, I, I find it I do sort of find it hard though to understand watching a movie that way. Why, like yeah. watching a movie like with that like I don't know it, it's, it's it, sort of it's, difficult for me. It, but that's it, the same thing. It's like I can't we talk about. Guilty I can't pl- like watch a movie. I, I guess I just can't watch a movie and not think about those things. Well, and that's the thing. Like I've talked about guilty pleasure movies before, but that, the thing is, like you're acknowledging, you're that, like yeah, this is exactly pretty you you. It's that whole sort of like potential thing. You're like okay, this is. This is going to be what it's going to be, yeah. and so therefore everything is based on that level. And, and that's you know, and again, there's people out there that may be like, well, that's not the right way to do it. You just go and you watch it, and if you like it, you like it. Okay, you know, I I, I get that, but we, we watch movies. I think that way. Yeah. And we didn't like it, and I, but I could, I guess, I can see how you could watch it and, and maybe just enjoy that part of it. I say that I can't fathom it at all, actually. <laughs> but, <laughs> but this has been the drive home breakdown for Iron Man three, and we hope that you enjoyed. Uh, this commentary, we've been uh, talking about doing it for so long, and so many of you have requested it. Uh, a lot of you saying that you really love the movie, and you, and you can't understand uh, why we didn't. And hopefully, we have been able to articulate that. Hopefully, we've we've talked about some of the some of the glaring problems that we have with it. I know one thing that we that we mentioned after we stopped recording that uh, we wanted to talk about during the filming was that uh, during the first half of the film, they're trying to kill Tony Stark, but during the second half of the film, they reveal that they need him alive and. You know, there's all this inconsistency and stuff, and that's the thing about the film that I think really gets under our skin. But uh, anyway, it was fun to talk about, and like uh, like Tony and I said, we actually have improved our opinion of it at this point. Uh, when we saw it in the theater and got out, you know, we were accusing it of raping dogs and things like that. It was it was much much worse uh, back then. But anyway, uh, we hope that uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Drive Home Breakdown. We will of course look uh, forward. To hearing what you have to say about it. If you like Iron Man 3, please, uh, by all means, tell us why you like it. Uh, we'd love to know. We're always interested to get your thoughts and feedback, whatever they may be. We'll be back next time with an all-new episode of the Drive Home Breakdown. Until then, remember, pro driving tip number 34. If you think you feel a connection with Tony Stark, better plan on walking wherever you're going. See you next time.